0: WDBM East Lansing.
1: Bad snap. Bobble.
2: Oh, Scooped oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown,
3: MSU! Touchdown.
4: From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to
1: the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world.
2: State. Oh, brother. Welcome in. Sunday morning. Feeling good. Nothing's wrong here in East Lansing. Right, Julian? I feel pretty good. I don't feel too bad, to be honest with you. I feel horrible. <laughs> I feel like I, yesterday it was just kind of like watching. You know what it was kind of like? It was like when you're a kid and you're, you know what, you ever have those games when you're in elementary school where you're building like the deck of cards as a team and you're trying to to win first so you can get that nice piece of candy and you build the deck all the way up and go to put the last piece on and it all falls apart in front of your face and you're kind of looking at it like, oh, the last X amount of minutes of my life have just been a waste. It's kind of how I feel right now. I don't even know what to say. I'm so dejected, and I hate starting the show off like that on this beautiful Sunday morning. It's a great Sunday morning. Green and White Report, Ryan Rabinowitz, Julian Mitchell here with you, per usual. Um, But yeah, we're here. Things things are fine, we're fine. Right, Julian? We're still alive. We're still kicking. I don't know about the football
5: program, but you know, we still got a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, either way. You know, I I will say too, little little nostalgia, because yesterday was probably the last tailgate of the season. I don't know how that yeah. works. I it's, I was I was roaring to go for the Maryland game up in East Lansing on the 30th, but apparently my sources are telling me that that's not a real thing. Everyone's going to be home for Thanksgiving, and no one wants to come up on Saturday <laughs> so to tailgate. So what am I supposed to do? Is that it? Are we done? As seniors, <laughs> was that our last tailgate, and we just mail it in? I think it might be over. That kinda stinks, I mean, it kind of stinks, doesn't it? You could throw a wild one for basketball. Why not just do that? Just well, keep, it, keep it going. I don't it's not know official, about official, unofficial, official tailgate season. I don't know about for basketball. I, I when when Michigan State was in the Final Four last year, there were people out and about for the Duke game, like it was a like it was a home like football game against Michigan. Yeah. It was crazy. It was awesome to see, but I don't know. I don't think it's really hit me yet that there's no more tailgating going on on Saturdays. I'm still, you know what. I'm coming up here on Saturday after Thanksgiving. If Are it's a really? three if it's a three thirty game, I don't think Michigan State has any new games this year. Or at least they weren't supposed yeah, to at I don't home. So. so if it's a three thirty game, I'm gonna be here. If I have to tailgate by myself, I will. I don't care. But I need to I need to soak it in one last time. Do my do my walk to the Sparty statue. I'll, I'll be in. here. Come on, you will. All right. Well, we'll have a come good time. to the Collins then. tailgate. Don't, come say hi to that's Kelly, why Collins. I don't under, I don't, Kelly Collins. I don't understand. I don't understand like what the rationale was. Like, oh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Well, yeah, Thanksgiving's on like Thursday, so you, you enjoy Thanksgiving Thursday. You recover on Friday, and then you have Saturday. You wake up at a decent time and you, you come to East Lansing, watch the Spartans one last time.
5: Is there a point anymore? Because I though? might
2: not ever watch them again after after the last I mean, game of this season. Outside of being seniors, is there a point anymore? I, like don't go, know.
5: I I don't. I just don't know to, get drunk. to bring myself up <laughs> to East. I can do that at home. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, no, yeah, that is that true. Then come that is all the true. way to East Lansing to watch a really bad football Something team play a really bad football off. team in Maryland.
2: Something to take the edge to off. To take the edge off. Uh, at least college basketball is back. That's actually a positive. It is a positive, positive. and we it's will talk. Thing. We will talk about college basketball today. Hey, uh,
5: Impact won the broom ball.
2: Yes, yes. The trophy's sitting in front of my face. Uh, Impact Sports. We played, or no, the entire Impact Station. He played the, uh, the State News in a little friendly game of broomball. It was a bloodbath.
5: As expected.
2: For In favor of the impactors. I felt bad, actually. We got off to a hot start. I think uh, Henry had about Hank over there had two goals or something like that. Stearns was grinding. Stearns was, Stearns was sweating. He was working. <laughs> he was, you need a guy like working. that. You do. You need, a guy, you need a guy that's willing to go to the dirty areas that no one wants to go. Like you need a guy that's gonna that's gonna potentially go head first into the boards and have a closed head injury to go get a ball in the corner. That's Nathan Stern that's Nathan for Sterns. you. And I respect it. I netted one. I had a quick early goal. I only I probably played. I think we were out there for an hour and a half. I probably played a total of seven minutes. That's I, good. I don't have, you're, the, I don't... you're
5: the secret weapon. I mean, you were a two star on your other hockey team with I a goal and two assists.
2: I did play. Yes, I'm glad you saw and that. Friendliest too, player in my beer league game. Yes, I do. I, I'm always the friendliest player on the ice. Um, I did play goalie for a second too. I had a big save. Oh, nice, nice, nice! Right but, uh, between the pipes. Other than I like that, it. yeah. But good, good win for us. The trophy's right here. Here it is. Beautiful. As I'm touching the trophy, I love it.
5: I love it. I don't know why they thought that was a good game. State News doesn't really have any athletes over there. Yeah, no, so. I know. It was
2: bloodbath. I felt terrible. Um, without further ado, though, we will jump into the meat of the show. Uh, we have a lot to do today. We're talking Michigan State football, unfortunately, to start. Uh, we have men's basketball as well. We will bring Ian Gilmore on to talk Michigan State. Men's soccer. We also have Nathan Stearns for Michigan State women's hoops. The Sparty Awards are are back, of course, per usual every week. Then uh, I have, obviously, MSU Football Part 2 uh, looking ahead to Michigan next week before our NFL pick segment, America's favorite segment. If you want to join the show today, uh, 517-432-3893 is the phone number to call, or text us at 517-884-8989. You can also join the conversation on Twitter at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GW Report. Okay, so here we go. I'll we'll just rip the band-aid off. Uh, Michigan State Spartans fall to the, uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini. Great name, by the way. One of those Love names, it. too, when people ask, like, what are those? Uh, there's a certain number of teams that don't have an S at the end of their name. The Illini is one of them. Always in the back pocket. Them in the Fighting Irish. Uh, final score, 37-34. Michigan State was outscored 27-3 in the fourth quarter. Not great, if you ask me. Uh, some stats for you. Brian Lewerke, 19 for 36 through the air, 251 yards, one touchdown and three interceptions. Also had 11, 11 rushing attempts for 96 yards and a touchdown. Elijah Collins, 28 carries for 170 yards and two touchdowns and Cody White, seven receptions for 138 yards. And now, Julian, we get to talk about the game. Um, yes, I don't. I mean, we do this every week, where I sit here and tell you I don't know what to tell you anymore because I say the same thing every week. The offense, actually, I'll start with the positives. Why don't we start? Off, we've been very drab and dreary to start. Yeah, let's start go, with, the positives. Go with the positives. What was good? There was a there was a second there in that game <laughs> where I was second. like, I was like, I want Alabama next week. I was like, this team would beat Alabama <laughs> if they played them right now. There was seriously great first drive to start. Um, obviously, Elijah Collins punches one in from the one-yard line to start the game, and the offense was rolling. Uh, the defense was doing their thing, and I was sitting there scratching my head like this almost seems too good to be true because the whole story coming in was the spread of this game it was like fourteen and a half. Yeah, Michigan State was covering for a very long time. They looked great, and if I I'm, I'm sitting there going, man, I, I don't know what happened over the bye week, but State's going to roll into Michigan now and it's going to be they're going to you know take control of Ann Arbor and. We're going to march out of there with the Paul Bunyan trophy. It's going to be great and amazing. We're going to dance in the street together. Uh, And then the rest of the game kind of happened. And then all, I don't even know, like I, watching it unfold, I was so numb because it's like, I've almost like, it's like watching a bad car crash. Like, you know, you can't look away. And so, so badly did I want to turn the game off. But when you're up 25 points, you kinda of sit there and you go, There's no way they blow yeah. this, right? Mm-hmm. You go, There's no way. Like they're you know, they've got they've they put up twenty one points immediately. It's twenty eight to seven, whatever the score was, and then you just kind of watch it slip away and then to have it end the way it did while I'm sitting in my in my house with my parents and, and my roommate's parents and everyone sitting in there watching this happen, as I'm also trying to watch the L S U Alabama game. Great. It games. was I mean, like, I don't know. Are you are you upset? Are you surprised? Are you angry? Because I don't even know what to, I need. To, I always have to collect myself. I like to, you. You usually get me riled up based on what you have to say. <laughs> so I'll turn it over to you because I really don't. I like. I'm just. I'm a shell of who I once was at the moment. Oh
3: brother, this guy stinks.
2: Exactly. That's, that's pretty spot on, Ryan Collins. Thank you very much for the drop early this morning. There we
5: go. That's great. I mean, I'm I'm very much in the same boat as you. I don't. I came into this game. Thinking Michigan State was going to lose anyway. Right? Really? It, it, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it everything <sighs> felt like it built up to it. No Joe Bocce, No Daryl Stewart. Big problem. I mean, the offense, the team hasn't been good all season anyway. So you take away some of the key players, not going to be great. Kind of like what Illinois has been building. Love Lovey Smith and his beard. If you t- tell me that man has the greatest beard in all of just life, I great think beard. in general, It's the best be- best beard I've ever seen. Great beard. But uh, so I'm not hurt. Not demoralized. This is to me. I don't know. I have lost all emotion for this football team and for this program. The sad thing is, like you said, there's just nothing to say anymore. There's no, nothing else I feel like I can critique or I can say, oh, you know, they should have done this, they should have done that. This is just an issue that Michigan State is going to have to get themselves out of. This is, and we've talked about it for the last couple of shows now, but this team has no character. They have no heart, and it starts from the coaching staff, and it seeps down to the players. And I know, you know, we have a big impact group chat, and Carson Hathaway has been talking about. No one's talked about how bad the players have been. Well, it starts with the coaches. The players have been bad, but this this demeanor that this team walks into Spartan Stadium with every single Saturday starts with the coaches. It's weak. It's it's weak that you go for two quarters, you put up fourteen points in both, and then you put up three in the last two quarters, the third and the fourth. Next question. Ne- like, that's, I'm sorry. That's week two. Like, I, Mark, go in a press conference, take this loss with some dignity, with some gratitude. People are asking you questions. Yeah, they're asking you the tough questions. There's no time for you to say next question anymore. You have next to question. answer these. Almost- <laughs> I love it. Like, it makes me angry. That you get to sit there and you made this decision to bring these guys back, and then people, the journalists, the people who are actually sit in here who do the hard work, who have to write these stories, who have to ask you these questions, and you have the nerve to go, next question. But like you have, uh, you have
2: to answer for something. I'd almost, I'd almost rather him next question do the uh, Matt Patricia approach and just say that every single week after a game that he's got to coach better and the players have to play better which is incredible analysis by him. But yeah, you know, I I agree Julian. I don't I don't really care like I'm exhausted of trying to analyze and break down the Xs and Os of the game and what went wrong. Cuz like I said, I thought I thought Lewerke played well in the first half. I thought the offense as a whole played well in the first half as you said. They scored 14 points in both in both quarters. They go into that game up 28 to 10 and then they get outscored 27 to 3 in the in the fourth quarter. Which is it like that's that that to me is and I, I try to be very I try to keep perspective on things and understand that it's not an easy job for what the coaches do and these are just kids that are playing this game. But you're right. It at, at a certain point after all the criticism that this team has received, I was actually impressed with the way that they responded to start the game. I think I think everyone can say that they were surprised. And all the tweets that you see on social media are like, oh, well, you know, check out this offense. Like now the Spartans are rolling, whatever. And then they kind of fall apart. So to me, I don't know what was said in the locker room at halftime, or obviously there were no adjustments made. It seemed like Michigan State felt like, well, hey. We're up 28 to 10. We might as well just take our foot off the gas and we'll coast away and win this one. And Illinois is a team who beat a very good Wisconsin team. Uh you know, they 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 had answers. They they went in the locker room, they figured it out. They didn't roll over and dial like it they could have and they come out and they embarrass you on your home field. And now you're stuck in a situation where after all this stuff comes out about Bill Beekman now is saying that you know, Dan, there's it's it's not even a discussion that D'Antonio could potentially lose his job after this. And the the, the fire has erupted in such a ridiculous and, and ugly way that it's really it, it's really a, kind of a scary time to be a Michigan State football fan, if I have to be honest. Because you have a head coach that's now, it almost seems like he's taken the mentality of like, it's me versus everyone else now, which is not great like he goes into the press conference and he won't answer questions or Next just question. just the way he consistently looks walking off the field on the sidelines like he's just miserable and can I I don't so I don't know what the answer is like I I agree with you in the sense that I I agree with you in the sense that um there's there's a demeanor about this team that they look like they're dead in the water like every time they play if that makes any sense. Um they they walk into their own home turf and as soon as things start to hit the fan, they just crumble and they fall apart. And that's not what you're used to seeing uh from Michigan State football teams and that's like what they pride themselves on. And we've talked about that before. That's their MO. We'll play anyone. We'll beat up on anyone. It doesn't matter. We'll be in the game every single time and they're just not.
5: Yeah, you're right. That that's it. And I think the biggest thing for me is you look at the other losses, you know, to Ohio State, to Wisconsin, and you can almost live with those. You can swallow that pill and say, okay, Michigan State is out of the top tier of the Big Ten. They're out of contention. This isn't that kind of program anymore, but they can get back there. But this loss to Illinois signifies that this is a complete turn. This uh, Michigan State is now has been beaten by a team that has been considered the bottom of the Big Ten for years now. And I think it it it, it shows a big problem. I and mean, you look at Illinois, you look at teams like a, like a Wisconsin is now up there. But all these teams, they have had a plan in place and they have worked now to make themselves better. Illinois is now getting themselves on the radar. They are now bowl el- eligible. Lovey Smith is there. He is building something <laughs> yeah, for that program. For and you look at Michigan State and Mark D'Antonio and you say, where does this program go for these next couple of years? This isn't a career defining loss. Yeah. For Mark D'Antonio. I mean, for someone who built the program up to its peak, who took it from a bottom and built it to its peak, it's down at the
2: bottom again. This is back where D'Antonio found it. Yep. That's that to me my I mean it was just again, the loss itself was was demoralizing. And I don't care about necessarily the play on the field. But it's more so the overall art like the look of the program now. Because you're right, Like, what what do you do from here? Because D'Antonio's not going anywhere unless he retires. I don't know what his plans are. He could he could walk off the field against Michigan. They could beat Michigan when a last second field goal and D'Antonio goes, "Yep, this is my last year. I'm done." Who? I have no idea what his plans are. I don't care to speculate. But if Bill Beekman trusts this guy, and I really don't, again, I as far as you know, people like to open their mouth on Twitter and whatnot. Everyone kind of goes on there and is like, you know, Bill Beekman shouldn't be an AD, whatever. There's plenty of ADs in the country that don't have athletic backgrounds, just so everyone's clear, that can do their job just fine. So I'm not going to look at Bill Beekman and say that like, this guy's inept and can't do his job. I think that's very unfair of people to say, but I do understand the fact that you know there's a, there's a certain level where you need to put some trust in the guys making decisions to, to make necessary moves to build your program up. And if D'Antonio's not going to do it internally, someone has to step in and do something. I don't think anyone really is confident that anyone can do that.
6: When you look at Bill Beekman, though, the reason he has the job, though, is Mark D'Antonio and Tom Izzo basically put their names on the line and said, yeah, we want this Beekman guy to get this job. So Bill Beekman owes a debt of gratitude to Mark D'Antonio. Why would he fire him? And I think that's what made some Michigan State fans kind of uneasy it's not firing Mark D'Antonio. It's you can't give him complete autonomy of this program at this point because last year he said he earned last year to say, hey, I'm keeping my coaching staff on. He earned that. But at this point he he's lost that goodwill. And there there needs to be changes made. That might not be Mark D'Antonio, but they need to change the staff. And giving complete autonomy to anyone is a little aggressive if you're under five hundred for the first time in who knows, like three years? That, yeah.
5: Yeah. No, you're right. This is, he was given the reins to drive this program, and now he's going to drive it into the ground. And if you're the AD, and let yeah, like you said, Collins, you don't start maybe with firing D'Antonio, but what you say is, hey, we're taking these reins back. We need you. We're going to give you a new offensive staff. We're going to give you a new offensive coordinator. We're going to fill out this coaching staff for you. You can stay here, but the, the people that we are going to put in position next to you, we are going to pick. There's no more you get to keep your guys. There's no more, oh, I'll pick who I want to and we'll move from there. No. Something new is coming in, and we're taking the keys from you.
2: Do you have any faith any longer in Mark D'Antonio, the football coach? As far as if, if let's say let's say they, they, they fire sale and they, they, they completely clean the slate here and they keep Mark and Mark brings in all new guys, which I don't know if he will. Do you, do you still believe in Mark D'Antonio, the football coach?
5: I still have a little faith behind him,
2: and that's, I still that's where
5: think, I'm at too. I still think, in a lot of ways, D'Antonio can still coach the game of football. My biggest question is motivation behind it. If he still, I, I, the walk. I think Al Martin shot it, but the walk to the tunnel. For D'Antonio, I just don't know. Like, I look at a a coach O out of LSU now, and how fired up he was for his guys to get that win. I look at PJ Fleck and how fired up he was for his guys to get that win. And obviously, it's a loss, so there's a different feeling and a different sentiment behind it. But I haven't seen that level of emotion for D'Antonio this year. For me, I I still right. think he's a good mind, and I think what he has earned. And I think you know Graham Couch wrote it, and I just read the headline, didn't get to read the story yet. But I think what he has earned is the chance. With a, new, with a new staff, to try and at least get this program to a better level. I think, it, as Couch put it, Mark D'Antonio cannot just walk away from all of this. The program can't be left in the ground, left to where he found it, and he just walks away from this. That's not Mark D'Antonio, and it's not what he and this program should allow themselves to be, to just walk away when the cards are on the table.
2: Yeah, I don't think D'Antonio's ever been a big... Rah rah guy. I know he's shown much more emotion in the past. He's more of a lunch pail guy. Show up and do your work, and let the let the result do the talking. But I I agree. I I have, and that's why I kind of get. Again, the grass isn't always greener. And we were talking about yesterday about you know Michigan, you know running Lloyd Carr out of town, and you know what wouldn't you have liked to kind of had that one back? And I get every dog has their day, but. You The grass is not always greener, and I understand the knee-jerk reaction once things kind of hit the fan like this are, you know, everyone should be gone. D'Antonio should be gone. It falls on him. You know, Beekman's not the right guy, whatever, Warner, Salem, whatever. I understand it, but in my opinion, as a guy that has a track record of taking your program from the depths of hell, and then you win, you know, all your accolades of winning Big Ten titles, winning the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, you know your your CFP appla- uh, appearance. I I get that when people say that you can't just hang your laurels on that and, and move on, and like that's that's his excuse to stay here. But what I'm saying is, with the right people around Mark D'Antonio, you can't sell me that he's still not a good football coach and doesn't know the game. I just think he's been so unfortunately let down by who he puts around him, and he doesn't have the wherewithal to. I don't want to say if he doesn't care enough but he has no interest in getting rid of the people that he's brought in to build this program. I'm sure it's not an easy thing to tell Dave Warner, like, Hey man, it's it's, we're we're getting rid of you obviously. But I do agree with you that you, you look at all these teams around the nation and I don't care so much about the schematics as far as, you know, going, going five wide and running and gunning and getting an athletic quarterback that can run for 150 yards a game. I'm talking more of the standpoint of, of, Understanding where the game is going and needing to adapt, and and just a, a a different perspective and approach to how they play the game of football. Because for the last handful of years, it just simply hasn't worked. It hasn't, off, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, I can't explain to you what's going on with on on the defense. Obviously, it hurts. It hurts the miss Bocce, but the defense is like I. It supposed to be a championship caliber defense. And they they have been. It's not like the defense has been the problem for the past X amount of years. So I don't know what the, I, I don't know, but the bottom line is Mark D'Antonio is not going anywhere unless he retires. So that's it. So my message to Spartan fans is, I get everyone's frustrated. I do. I mean the team the team stinks. Like they're playing terrible football, and they have played terrible football all year. They have people on the coaching staff that are not good at their job. And if you're not good at your job and not producing results, you deserve to be fired. And I think they should. Warner should be gone. I don't really care to have Brad Salem here anymore because it seems like he hasn't really fixed much. I don't know, you know, your position coaches, your offensive line, like, whatever. Clean house. I don't care. I, but if D'Antonio's not leaving, I can't deal with the next, I don't know, three to five years of Spartan football and you know, no one's going to games and no one cares and everything I got to read is negative. I just can't do it. Like, what, what? What? why are we sitting here as sports fans if that's what we're going to do? I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't know what game you want to play, so I get people are upset. I do, but I urge people to continue to go to games and support the team because what else are you going to do? You're going to be that guy on Twitter that complains about Antonio after every loss. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know what you want. Like we don't have a say in what gets changed. So like for the people that die on that hill of I'm not going to spend my money. I'm not going to watch. I hate this program. They suck. Like I don't know what to tell you because I mean I'm going to watch every game. It's what I do. because I'm a loser. I'm a slappy. Yeah, bottom no. line. And I
5: uh, just Next just question. want to point out, Sam Britton tweeted it out. Uh, the Rock by the auditorium says fire D'Antonio. That's cool, guys. That's, that by that's the way, really no, incredible. by
6: the way, that is clearly not a Michigan State fan. If you watch that, it's amazing. Blue thin rivalry week. They probably did that, but at the same time, are they wrong? <laughs> 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 I mean, I he doesn't deserve he that. Him. He doesn't deserve. Like
2: that. I say, like I say, and I will. I will die on. I will die on this hill right now. The grass is not always greener. It's, it's, gr- just, yeah,
6: uh, it's greener than it is now. Okay, fair
2: enough. Well, fair enough. I understand that being four and five is not a uh, tremendous, tremendously green patch of grass, but I'm just saying. Wait, you know. so Collins, are you firing him, or are you going to give him a
5: chance with the no, new I'm staff? No, I'm not
6: firing him. I'm joking. He, like, he, oh, he, I just, just want to ask. Yeah. No, he get, like you said, he has too much autonomy in this program right now. I think there should be some checks and balances between the AD and the football coach, especially if you don't have the success that you've had previously, but— I'm not firing him, obviously. The guy is the best coach in Michigan State football history. He deserves to go out on his own terms. And even if it's going to be rough, I'll deal with it. it but like, if he doesn't think it's all right for criticism to come for his program, for something that he built and the expectations he created, I, don't, I, I disagree with that when he's going to be snippy, when people are just trying to hold him accountable to the standard he set. Other than that, I, I I don't know where they go from because the future does not look good for this program. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of talent coming back next year, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Like, th- like that's the thing. You could be, you could have a six and six year and just be like, oh, it's a lot of young players. This is a team full of old guys.
2: Yeah, I, I you know I don't I don't want to exhaust this ordeal because we will do Michigan State football part two later in the show, but. Um, I, I I want to throw the number out one more time. Collins, would you like us to go to break here before basketball? He wants to keep rolling. You're the you're the you're the you're the boss over there. What do you want to well, do? It's, it's up to
6: you. Do you want to? It's it's to me, me. It's I mean, yeah, horrible. what? let's here. go to break. Come on,
2: let's go to break. Okay, I'll throw the number out one more time. Uh, if you want to weigh in on anything that we're talking about today, five one seven four three two three eight nine three is the phone number. 517-884-8989 to text us or tweet us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GW Report. As I said, we will talk Michigan State football in the latter half of the show. So if you have anything you want to say, feel free to reach out to us. We'll read your comments on the air. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here after talking about MSU football again, their loss to the Illinois Fighting Illini by a score of 37-34. to 34. On the other side of this break, we will have Michigan State men's basketball with our friend Trent Bailey. Stay right here, folks. This is the Green and White Report
6: be as strong as we are 89
3: Excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Thank you all for coming out tonight. I have a big announcement to make. The Impact and I are getting married!
6: Now you've got even more reasons to love The Impact. We've got prizes, great shows, and
2: stunning good looks. But that's not all. Check out our website at impact89fm.org for exclusive videos, music and concert reviews, local current events, and more. It's easy to see why people fall in love with The Impact.
0: 89FM. That's the sound of your classmate receiving an attachment of you posing in your underwear. Your ex-boyfriend forwarding the picture to his friends. It being sent to your coach. And worst of all, your dad. All because of the time you posted those pictures on your profile. Anything you post online, anyone can see. So think before you post. For more information, visit www.cybertipline.com. Brought to you
5: by the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and the Ad Council.
1: Impact 89 FM, bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. I think it work? You just go for Do you want to, to break one?
4: So we break. Michigan it. State football fell in their fourth straight game yesterday afternoon, losing in a heartbreaker to Illinois, 37 to 34. MSU at one point led 28 to three in the first half before lobbing a late Illinois comeback that ended with a game-winning touchdown with five seconds remaining in the game. The loss drops the Spartans down to 4-5 as they prepare to head to Ann Arbor this Saturday to take on the Michigan Wolverines. Kickoff is set for 12 p.m. MSU basketball suffered a loss in their season opener Tuesday evening, falling to Kentucky 69-62 at the Champions Classic in New York. The Spartans will return to the court later this afternoon, taking on Binghamton at home in their home opener. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. The Michigan State women's basketball team won in both of their matches on the week, defeating Eastern 85 50 before pummeling Detroit Mercy 110 52. The number 17 ranked Spartans will now take on number 16 ranked Notre Dame this Thursday with tip off set for 8 p.m. I'm Henry Menegos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact 89 fmorg sports.
2: Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Ryan Rubinowitz, Julia Mitchell here with you. Ryan Collins behind the glass. Uh, we just finished up talking about Michigan State football, and now we can shed some light on some more positive things. Uh, Michigan State basketball. Trent Bailey, welcome on. Morning. Good morning. Yeah.
5: Be- before we get in, yes. uh, Julian, and get ahead. in with Trent. We uh, we do regret to inform everyone listening. Um, this was came out from Chris Solari in the Detroit Free Press. They confirmed it earlier this morning. Um, Cassius Winston, his brother Zachary Winston, who played at Albion, uh, was uh, struck and killed by an Amtrak tra- uh, train in Albion uh, Saturday Saturday uh, Saturday night. That was believed, and then it was confirmed Sunday morning with the Free Press. Uh, Chris Solari with the the story coming out there for the Free Press once again. Uh, Zach was a player at Albion. He was a sophomore there. He didn't play in the uh, the exhibition Michigan State had against Albion. Uh, he was injured in that game, but he is the uh, the middle brother. Uh, he played there at Albion with his younger brother, Kai. Um, Cassius, the eldest, um, and yeah, so we would like to shed light on that. That news was broke again earlier this morning, and uh, offer our condol- condolences, not just as a sports staff, as a show, but as a station, uh, to Cassius Winston and his family. A uh, horrible, horrible loss and horrible news uh, to hear.
2: Yeah, can't imagine. Obviously, Cassius Winston means a lot to this school, to all of us as sports fans, and Michigan State basketball fans. So, obviously, as you said, Julian, uh, well said. Thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. Um, we will move on, though, now, uh, if we can try to, to our, our basketball team. Um, obviously, you guys, Trent, uh, Julian, Joe Dandron as well, right out to, Mich- uh, to uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. For Michigan State and Kentucky in the Champions Classic. I said this was going to be a positive note, but they lost. So I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I guess the grand scheme of Michigan State basketball is a bit more positive than the football team. Of course, as I said, Michigan State losing that game to Kentucky by a score of 69-62. to Before we move into the analytics of the game, how was the trip?
3: Incredible. Uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of hustling. We kind of took on the New York persona when we were there. It was a good time, though. I was glad Impact sent us. Uh, we had we had a good time. Got some good coverage. So it was really fun.
5: Yeah, good stuff. Shout out to Impact for sending us out there. We almost were killed multiple times. Really? Flying yes. spirit. Yep. Oh, uh yeah, the taxi driver, he was the Taxi driver was insane. He like, was he was
2: insane. That's New York for yeah. You, yeah. that. That's man the experience. Bobbing and weaving through traffic. What is what is New York without having a ridiculous taxi driver experience. That's like That's part true. of the shtick.
5: That's true. It was my first time there, the so pizzas, I felt like I got you, it how all. How was
2: the pizza? Did you have a s- couple
5: slices out there? Did have a couple slices. Pizza was good. Pizza was really good. Solid. I, it's up there. I think it's... It, I, I think I had it. I tweeted out. Quick Quick hot take was like two for me. Obviously, St. Louis pizza, number one, in my humble opinion. <laughs> um, Deep Dish is good, but I don't know how I feel days. about Deep Dish.
2: FM. Uh-oh. Well, we got some... Well, where Collins? Collins, you serious over there? You I I uh,
6: Yeah, I, I am serious. I'm sorry, we're still, no, we're still, was a, we're still an absolute uh, joke.
2: We're still working out the kinks with Collins. Yeah, it's okay. I, it's, yeah. it's
6: early. Um, so pizza, I'm I not gonna be was, able to go to bed tonight after that. That's <laughs> uh, that's something you live with for, for years.
2: I didn't I didn't realize that St. Louis had pizza.
5: We do, we do. <laughs> uh, Emos is the name of the spot. A lot of it is uh, it's used with provol cheese. It's a thing. You just have to try it. It's hard for me to to, to describe it to you. Okay. You have to try it. Fair enough. It's it's great.
2: Was the was the garden all it's cracked up to be? The yeah. garden
5: was great. I've, I've never yes. been. Yes. The garden was great. It, it looks great. It's a beautiful feel, and I think there are just some places you walk into and you can like feel the history. Yeah. yeah. That that place is one of
3: them. I would go as far as to say, not that this is a hot take, but it was the best sports arena that i've uh, i've gotcha. ever been to i believe sure, it i without believe a doubt.
2: it. doubt hope to be there soon uh, as far as that game goes though catches winston leading the way with 21 points uh, aaron henry nine points three assists and two rebounds he was the second highest scorer so as far as the game goes now um, Champions Classic game. It always seems like Michigan State starts off the year with a loss in, in this game, or at least when they. You know, I do admire the fact that Izzo likes to play. You know, some some tough competition to start the year. Um, I, I think it's actually beneficial in the long. And I was joking with someone before the game like i almost would prefer that michigan state lose this game cuz they usually lose the game and then you know the the uh, the outcomes later in the year kind of speak for themselves especially being last year but obviously you know a, a win might throw off that mojo
3: but a uh, loss is a loss um what did you guys take away from that game um obviously it, it's game 1 so i mean no matter who won this game i think the opposing team would really have nothing to hang their heads about it is one versus 2 in the nation uh it's very early season there's not much camaraderie yet on a team but, um it comes down to the story of two teams: Michigan State, who couldn't take care of the ball and just foul too much uh, you can't play you can't win playing like that, but especially against a team like Kentucky and Coach Calpari. But the flip side was Kentucky with Tyrese Maxey going off as a freshman off the bench, dropping twenty six points If he doesn't do that, Kentucky probably doesn't win even despite Michigan state's blunders so is definitely a good it was a fun game to watch. Very slow game because of all the fouls, but I, I don't think you can get too discouraged if you're Michigan State. There are definitely some things that you can pull from this game, such as depth and and, and some players taking a step.
5: I think yeah the biggest thing for me is the foul trouble and I think Michigan State they do have a lot of depth but they have a lot of question marks in terms of how those players will perform and will produce and obviously it's game one um, so those players will only go to grow throughout the season but you look at a guy like a Rocket Watts who gets the start here plays 22 minutes he goes 0 for 4 uh, and then really doesn't contribute in any other area three turnovers three fouls for him two is just two assists doesn't contribute really in any other area that's a guy that you need to get more out of, and that's kind of the converse with uh, Tyrese Maxey on the other side. Rocket Watts and him are both very highly touted freshmen, and who got the better of him off the bench, not the one who's starting? It was Maxi. Um, you look at a guy like Gabe Brown, who he has to take that next step this year. He goes 3 of 10 from the field. He has got to be able to knock down shots. That's a guy who's going to be huge this year. He's got to hit. He's got to connect. And then Marcus Bingham, I think, is one of the guys who's just the biggest question mark for me. He looked good at first when he came in, caught some lobs, with good rolling off ball screens. But the thing that you kind of have to deal with with Marcus is that you have to tighten up. Those just mental mistakes he makes, whether yep. it's passing a ball that he shouldn't pass or travels or just not being in the right spot, those are just things that he has to work out and that he has to has to uh, finish out there. Other guys, I think you comment on Malik Hall, who's a freshman who's going to learn sooner or later. But that's the biggest thing for me, is that Michigan State has guys who can fill in when a Tillman or a Kithier get in foul trouble. But can those guys be ready to produce? That's something that's going to be learned down the line for Michigan State.
2: Yeah, and you know, I, I think trying to hit the nail on my head as far as the game goes itself. I mean it was it was foul trouble and you couldn't shoot. And it's kinda of hard to win games like that. But again, it, it's it's your first game of the year, so it's hard for me to take anything away. Uh, the two guys that I was impressed with, Julian, I was actually impressed with Mar- with Marcus Bingham. I know he put some weight on in the offseason, uh, but you're, you're right as far as being a question mark. Between him and Gabe Brown, I think the positive thing that I took from it is it looks like those guys took a step. It looks like Aaron Henry took a step. Kithier took a step. It doesn't look like anyone is regressed. I know Foster yeah. Laird didn't have that great of a showing uh, in his limited minutes. Uh, obviously, Rocket Watts as well being his first collegiate game, I give him a bit of a pass there is there anyone that you saw on the court that concerns you guys as far as does rocket Watts's lack of performance concern you or or does obviously aaron henry didn't have a tremendous game but a lot of people look at him as being the number two guy now to Cassius. is is there any performance wise as far as the players go that concerned you in that game
5: um as far as players that concern me i think that's i look at watts as a guy who concerns me a bit he's got he's gonna be he's gonna get better i think the one that i guess i look at and i say this could be a potential that could be bad for the rest of the season. I look at a Foster Lawyer, and you start to think, you know, as Watts begins to grow and begins to come around, they're going to need somebody to play that backup point guard position. And you look at a guy like Foster Lawyer who has an extra year, he's going to be one of the guys that gets looked at, but the way he played and the way he looked against Kentucky just didn't show any signs of a guy who has grown and who has gotten better. And still, to me, he's the guy who is just – not as athletic as everyone else on the floor. Yeah. And I, I think that was clear. When he was out there, they would have they would give Maxie the ball and tell Maxie to go. I think Maxie yeah. had one of the best crossovers of, of the night on Foster Lawyer, gets him to go right, goes back to his left hand, and finishes for the—or Foster Lawyer has to foul him because he's already behind. And I think that's just evident of what Lawyer is going to be for most of the season. And, I, you know, you hate to say it and look at a guy like this and say that maybe he just hasn't or he isn't at this level yet but I think this game it's early but you look at this game and you say I don't know if Foster Lawyer is really going to be that competent backup point guard for Cash's Winston
3: yeah obviously uh Foster Lawyer is a concern simply because of his size that's just the fact of the matter it's it's you know obviously he's taller than any of us here but um that's just that's something you got to look at. He only got three minutes because it's tough for him to play. You know, Coach Izzo, against a team like Kentucky, you got to put your most athletic team on the floor, and that's why Rocket Watts did get so many minutes, and that's why I'm not as concerned with Rocket Watts because he is a freshman and he is going to get better and he is going to learn. Um, he's a very dynamic guard. I guess my concerns, and I use the term concern very loosely, because I know he'll clean it up. Is Xavier Tillman? He's got to be a lot better. Um, three for eight from the floor. He took three three pointers, missed them all. Um, you know, nine rebounds, seven points, not a bad showing, but three turnovers and four fouls is, is not is not a formula for winning, especially when he's looked at as the second cornerstone for this team. Um, elsewhere, Aaron Henry has to be more consistent. He's going to have to step up this year. Um, and, and, and you know you obviously you look at the freshman too Malik Hall is going to have to contribute, Marcus Bingham is a sophomore. you guys touched on it like you said, Julian. I think what it comes down to is the there is depth, but there 's a lot of question marks, and I think that these players that are that you 're looking at from the seven to nine slot in this rotation they 're going to have to really clean things up, and it starts today against Binghamton.
2: I, I look at uh, two players on this team as far as being – you know obviously the, the, the name of the game here is finding that complement to Cassius that can take the load off of him, not even from a standpoint of being a backup point guard, but of being the number two guy on this team. So I'll pose the question to both of you. Other than Cassius, what, what is the one player that you think – you know how people always say you know the team will only go as far as blank
3: takes them. And I know Cassius is always that guy. Who would you put as that number two guy on this team in that spot? Right now, I would say Xavier Tillman, uh, simply because he—I mean—he has to step up this season on both ends of the floor. Last year, with Nick Ward going down for a little bit and X stepping into the starting lineup, um, he really stepped up and he started games towards the end of the year. And he was a very, very, very important piece to the Spartan success in a Final Four run. Talking to him at media day, he was very adamant about playing with less pressure this year, just having fun instead of being on a mission to prove himself. You know, he's an established guy now, and he's gonna. You know, he's, he's got a lot of good things going on in his personal life, and he's just playing ball, and you love to see that. Um, I think he's going to have a good year, but um, like I said, game one, not great. But he's going to have to be a lot better if the Spartans want to do much this season. Uh, but I think he will end up having a very productive season.
5: Yeah, I think uh, Tillman's a good choice. I look at Aaron Henry, and I see a guy—I think you you know what you're going to get from Winston right. and what you're going to get from Tillman. And I think the thing for me about Tillman and then you look at him is he, he does have scoring ability by himself, but a lot of his production comes from ball screens with Cassius Winston. And that's where he gets a lot of his looks, a lot of his opportunities. But I look at Aaron Henry, and I see a guy who, when the ball screen's not working, when Tillman is in foul trouble, when it's being defended well— You need a release valve on that wing, and I think that guy can be Aaron Henry. And I think you look at this Kentucky game, limited time for Henry, but he looked good. He looks like he has newer bounce. He looks like he's moving faster. He's finishing better at the rim. What I did like about him is his ability to see the floor. I think he had some good moves where he got inside and he would do a little drop-off pass down inside to Tillman or Kithier. I think that is a guy who he can create for others, but he also can find his own shot. And without a Joshua Langford, you need a guy like that who's willing to push the basketball, who's willing to put it on the floor and not be hesitant with his ability to shoot. So we'll
2: move on now. Uh, obviously, Michigan State taking on Binghamton. At home. What a name. Binghamton, Binghamton. today at home, uh, 7 o'clock at the Breslin Center. Anything that you're looking for as far as uh, things you would like to see from this team but coming off of that loss against Kentucky?
5: I think uh, for me, I look at the younger guys trying to get something going here, especially for me, Rocket Watts. Um, depending on, obviously, with the news of what happened with uh, Cassius Winston, depending on you know if he goes or not, I'm assuming he will not go tonight. Um, But with Watts being in that position, I think this is a game before Seton Hall, you kind of— Look for something. You look for something to get going. You're 0-4 in your first career. You need to at least get that first bucket. See something go through the net. See some good moves. See less. The thing about Watts so far for me has been his hesitancy. Whenever he gets the basketball, it seems like he's always thinking about what his next step is going to be rather than just playing ball, moving with instinct, moving with flow, and going with it. And I think this is a game where he can try and get into some semblance of a rhythm um, and move forward going, going towards Seton Hall.
3: Yeah, um personally condolences go out to Cassius Winston and his family. I would assume he won't be there today and uh who who in the world can blame him. Um but again, this is a Michigan State team that that should be able to beat Binghamton. I look at Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts and Kyle Ahrens today to kind of step up and take the lead on scoring. Um I think if you're the Spartans, you gotta clean up three point shooting. You shot nineteen percent in the Kentucky game, and you can't turn the ball over sixteen in the Kentucky game. That's just not a formula for winning. You're playing a team that you are dramatically better than today on paper and should be on the floor as well. Um, if you clean it up, keep yourselves accountable, coaches we will out coach whoever Binghamton has, no disrespect. Um, but there should there should be no problem in the home opener today.
2: Again, seven o'clock game at the Breslin Center against Binghamton. We will have more Michigan State men's hoops. Uh, for the rest of the season. Looking forward to men's basketball because uh, it's been a tough uh, tough fall here. Been a tough fall with the football team. A little but, bit. Just a little tough. Uh, we will move on now. We bring on Nathan Stearns. Nathan, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me again. We have Michigan State women's hoops now. Number 17, Michigan State took down Detroit Mercy at home on Friday, 110-52, to 52, the fourth most points in Susie merchant's tenure here at michigan state uh five players and double figures in that one including freshman is it eliza winston is that yes. the name yes unreal look at my i'm so good at reading uh she had 17 bucket or 17 points there on the floor excuse me uh obviously an unbelievable offensive
1: performance what do you think what do you take away from that game you do have to temper expectations a little bit because this is the detroit mercy team who's won six games in the last two years I mean, they are huh. really, not, really, not really, really, really bad. Not great. But with that being said, the group of freshmen that this team has brought in is absolutely sensational. The lateral quickness, the high basketball IQ of Eliza Winston, Moria Joyner, Julia A. Rall, and Tyre Parks is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't say that lightly, but it's just most freshmen, when you throw at them a 2-3 zone in a full court press, are going to sit there wondering what the heck is going on. And they absolutely made mincemeat, mincemeat of that 2 3 zone uh, hybrid full court press that Bernard Davis was running for U&E Mercy. And everything was going in for the Spartans. It was a far cry from the 17 shooting, uh, 17% from the floor in the first quarter against Eastern. But they're really, really good. I mean, these kids are smart. These kids know exactly where they have to be. And that's a testament to Susie Merchant, guys. I mean, Winston especially, I think, has the potential to be that next-level talent. Her problem, though... She's really, really talented. She's still growing. She's still learning. But sometimes she tries to do everything herself. She'll pick it off the glass and try to go end-to-end, and she kind of gets tunnel vision going toward the net, and sometimes she wants to do everything herself. If she let, slows down a little bit, lets her game come to her, she's going to be really, really good. Moira Jorners, is an absolute stud. Those two, and sophomore Nia Cloud for the next two, three years, are going to be a pain in the butt to defend, flat out. I mean, this has the potential to be a very special year for Michigan State. A very, very special year because you won 20 games last year. You got to the round of 32, and you lose one good player in Jetta Ale, and you return everybody else, and then you add the seventh-ranked recruiting class in the country. I mean, that's a dangerous combination. It really, really is. You add another year of maturation. You add an all-preseason Big Ten mix into that mix. You add honorable mentions into that mix. And this team has the potential to be very, very, very good. They were smart against UAD Mercy. They made the passes that they needed to in the midst of the 2-3 zone, in the midst of the full-court press. They held on to the ball. They forced 17 Detroit Mercy turnovers in a quarter and a half. Mercy couldn't handle the ball. And, I mean, it's hard to win if you can't play fundamental basketball, but part of that needs to be attributed to MSU and Merchant making a concerted effort to press every time UAD Mercy brought off the ball. And it was a resounding success. And it's really going to be interesting to see how they do this Thursday at Notre Dame when they play their first, I don't want to say real team, but it's a far cry from Eastern and UD Mercy to Notre Dame. It's a big leap.
5: Yeah, and that was going to be my next question for you because I do think you look at it, the freshman— they look great, and there's no question about it. And I think it has been more impressive, you know, to see this freshman class with so many pieces be good versus a freshman class, you know, that Mercer brought in from years prior where it was Sydney Cooks, who was the headliner. And then she didn't turn out to be what everyone thought she was going to be. And now there's this class with 10 different players who all are having an impact. And so with Notre Dame on the docket, do you see these freshmen still having this impact? Or do you think early on, it's just then still finding their zone? Or are they going to have a lot of freshmen mistakes going through the rest of the
1: season? I think it's going to be a little bit of both. Shea Colley wasn't supposed to play against Notre Dame, regardless of what happened with her ankle. There was no structural damages I reported on. She's supposed to be fine going forward, but she was planning on going, working with Team Canada. They have a scrimmage coming up this coming week, so she wasn't going to be playing for them anyway, regardless of what happened. So you're going to see Maura Joyner in the starting lineup again, and you're going to see Winston as the first combo guard coming off the bench. And this is a far, far, far cry from playing UD Mercy and... Eastern Michigan. But with that being said, Notre Dame is like the LSU Georgia of college football. They're not quite at the level of UConn and Alabama, but they've been up there. They are really 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 good. Muffet McGraw is borderline Nick Saban if you're talking uh, you know, with the college football analogy, but they were they lost five starters. They lost um abby Prohaska who was supposed to be one of the girls who was going to take a big step up for them cuz she had uh blood clots in her lungs and was diagnosed with the so prayers obviously go out to her, but they lost a lot, a whole heck of a lot. And Michigan State is young, but you still have McCutcheon. You still have and who got a lot of significant playing time last year in key moments, and there's going to be a little bit of a vendetta. There. Michigan State's probably not going to come out and say this is anything more than another game, but this is the team who embarrassed you in the round of 32 last year. And you have a chance to go there in the early season, in front of their home crowd, and establish your da- dominance, and make yourself a national powerhouse, because you're, you're on that threshold right now. You have all the pieces of a contender. You're a lot better, at least on paper, than you were last year, and last year you had 21 wins. So if they're able to go in there, and I think they have a decent shot of doing it, just because Notre Dame is so unbelievably unexperienced. And there are going to be, I think, a lot of youth mistakes on both ends this Thursday, because neither one of these teams have played anybody like the other team. You know this this is a 16 v 17 matchup, and Notre Dame really hasn't played anybody to this year. Neither is Michigan State. So, the goal for Michigan State has to be while you're still feeling Notre Dame out, you can't bury yourself 10 12 points. Stay within a manageable distance. Stay within striking distance, and I think i will be fine.
5: All right, and Stearns, before you go, you're heading out to South Bend for that game. Can we get a prediction? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Can we get a prediction Uh-oh. for this game?
1: Uh oh. Well, you know maybe maybe this is just me really really desperate to have a good athletic team on campus, but I'm gonna go 75 seventy Michigan State and Susie Merchant go down to South Bend exact revenge because I'm I am really high on this team. What I have seen, their style of play follows them wherever they go. If you live and die by the three as Michigan did for so many years again under John B line, you're gonna lose some games that you should not lose. But Michigan State's style of defense, their style of high basketball IQ, they know what to do with the ball. They don't make elementary <clears throat> mistakes. And Winston and Joyner were making every pass that they needed to make. You had 14 different girls that that were brought out on that last game against Mercy all score. Everybody that played scored, which is, which is phenomenal. Uh, Claire Hendrickson. Shoutouts outs to her after what she went through last year. She's kind of been the Joshua Langford of the women's basketball team with just nagging ankle injury after nagging ankle injury after just pretty much everything. She drained a three, so props to her for um, the team loved it. They have the potential. They're on the cusp of being really, really good, so I'm going to say they're going to go in there and knock off McGraw and Notre Dame. All right, rock on. That game Thursday night, 8 p.m. from South
2: Bend. Safe travels out there. It'll be a fun trip. It will. Oh, it will. Good time out there, South Bend. Good time. Nathan Stearns, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, let's move on now. We keep rolling here through Michigan State Athletics. That's what we do here on the Green and White Report, folks. The best coverage in the game. All of it. We got it. Ian Gilmore, welcome on Michigan State. I just now I'm just swiveling the chair over Ian Gilmore. By the way, are you sitting in a different chair today? I am sitting in it because,
5: you know, Collins kept talking so much. I realized I couldn't sit in this chair and like hurt my neck. So I was like, I got to look at his beautiful face when he goes, he hops on the mic and goes, this is the worst thing of our generation. I need to be able to turn and see his face.
6: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I appreciate you. I no, appreciate. No, no, you. no, no. No, he need, he needs to keep eye contact with me because I run the show now.
5: Oh, that's great. Okay, Calen. wow, sounds good. Wow, wow, sounds good, Callen. Wow, he's gonna play another another uh, sound bite while we're talking again. Yes, yes.
6: that that's how radio works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
2: just that's that's the industry, folks. Tough industry. <laughs> tough industry. Uh, Ian, how are you?
5: I'm good.
0: No, uh,
2: no Reese's Puffs today in the studio. No, no, no.
0: I, I woke up early enough that I could have them before I came in. Good. I brought the chocolate milk though. Gotta keep the you. throat soft go. and dry or so moist. Mm, that's a bad word, but that's all right. why. Why do people have a problem with the
2: word? moist? I don't like it. Do you like <laughs> moist things? I don't. Well, I like. I don't. I don't necessarily love the word moist. I. I mean, I don't. I'm indifferent. I don't. What do you mean? Do I like moist things? Like I just feel this like. Like no, do I like putting on moist clothes? Like not especially. I'm saying the word moist. <laughs> like what I, is the problem with the word moist? I
6: completely agree with you, Rabinar. It's it's perpo they're like, Oh, I can't <laughs> yeah. hear the word <laughs> so Settle pos- down. It's a yeah. word.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I can't hear I can't hear the word moist. It makes my skin crawl. I really? Have said that. Yeah, wow. really. <laughs> really? Yeah, you really? know, <laughs> see what you've done. See what, we're trying to we're trying to keep time on the show here, Ian, and you come in with with the moist over the uh, top. Posture. And now we're gonna spend seven minutes talking about the word moist and other words. I mean, that could be a good Sparty Awards segment, like words that people don't like that make no sense. That people don't like. I don't know. A Little teaser for you, anyway, Ian. Sorry to sorry to kind of derail you there. Michigan uh, no, State. All on me. Yeah, it is. Actually, you're right. <laughs> uh, Michigan State traveling to Ann Arbor today to take a number three seeded Michigan in the opening of the Big Ten tournament. That game is today at 4 p.m. The Spartans finished the season three, 11 and three overall. Not great. Three, four and one in the Big Ten overall. Uh, as, as far as the season outlook goes, aside from this game today, uh, obviously, we talked to you many times about this soccer team. A big letdown this year after a tremendous year last season. So, if you had to grade this season, all things considered, what would your professor Gilmore, soccer professor Gilmore, what would you grade this season?
0: Well, I I think the thing is, you try to take into account all the injuries they had, but I mean, I don't know. If I had something going on outside of school, I never got, you know, a a better grade just because, you know, things were going wrong. So, I mean, you look at the record and it's got to be, I don't know, if you're nice, you give them a C minus. Ooh. I'd say. C's get degrees, though. See, you get it, the grease. They do. So, I mean, they, they've they done the job, and I – but it's just
2: it's just, – <sighs> Uh-oh. You're going Collins on me. You have no words. <laughs> to des- you have zero words to describe your feelings. Well,
0: it's just one of those – it's like you try to take into account the things that have happened to them, but you also just have to, like, put all those aside and realize that this is a team with three wins after they went to the Final Four, effectively, last year. And it's it's one of those things where it's like – you, you, you want to say it? that's just not good enough, and yes, it's not good enough. Um, but also that they've had all these things on the side and injuries and just things that have happened where it's almost understandable, except three wins, like I said, it's just not good enough. I, you look at some of the losses, and I, I think there's eight losses by one goal. So, I mean, it's, it's close to turning around and being a, a season where they've got eight, nine wins and maybe even double digits. But if you just look at things on paper— uh, yeah, I think C- minus would be generous and a D, D-plus is probably more accurate of exactly how you would grade this season if you're just looking at it record-wise and the results they've gotten because it's a results-driven business and the results haven't been good enough.
5: And I think you hit on it. There should have been a ton of injuries this season for this soccer team and I, I know when it's hard for you to look and say oh something could change but if you know these injuries don't happen would it be better because they forced a lot of younger players into bigger spots and so to ask you know would the season be different if these injuries hadn't happened and then is this, nece- is this necessarily a bad thing? Like, is it good that now these players have been pushed into the spotlight for next year?
0: I, I don't think it's a horrible thing. I think because the way they lost all the guys last year and then the, the way the injuries happened, I think you, we've seen a lot of guys that have come in and had good minutes and start to to play and develop as as players through the side. But if you look at all the injuries they've had, I mean, Giuseppe Baroni out all year, Patrick Nielsen out the first nine games, Will Perkins is out essentially all year, and uh, inside info, he might be back today. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. We got breaking news on Green and White before, but Michael Watungu out for, you know, part of this season. Uh, those are four guys that were probably four of your best six players, the, and they're gone for most of the season. And I think if they're in, this season is a whole lot different, just those four. And there's more that I won't even mention, but I think the biggest one has been Giuseppe Baroni, just because the way this team has struggled to score goals. I, I, there's so many games that I've just watched and and thought that like this game screams for Giuseppe Broni in his presence in the midfield and going forward. So yes, I think the season would have been a lot different if those injuries hadn't happened. But to your point, Julian, I also think, like you said, it's it's not the necessarily the worst thing. Because this team, beginning of the year, you don't think they're gonna go back to the College Cup. They lose six six starters from the team last year and ten or something seniors. This is not a team that you thought was going to repeat and make a run. So if you're going to have a year where you have all these injuries, this season was the year to do it just because all these young guys, like you said, can get in and start to develop more and more and hopefully be better for next year.
5: Yeah, and I think one thing you look at this team and you say you kind of have to take a little pride in is the play of registered junior Patrick Nielsen, who was named to the uh, all Big Ten second team, and then Hunter Morris, who is filled in pretty well for uh, Jimmy Hague, a goalie who went on to the MLS. And so looking at this season, looking at what they've done, how good have these two been for this team? And then how big is it to know that they are returning
0: for next year's squad? Well, Patrick Nielsen, even in his limited showings this year, he's been just as good as he was last year. And I think that's the only reason he's on the second team and not the first. It's just he hasn't been playing all season. I think he only played the last nine games. Uh, And I think it's kind of unfortunate we haven't got to see him and Watungu play together much just because that pairing was so good last year, uh, but he's been probably the brightest spot along the defense, bar Hunter Morse. Uh, just because that presence of having that six-four center back uh, in the, in the center of your back line is just so important uh, for any team. And the fact that even after that injury, he hasn't really dropped off in, in quality. And then Hunter Morse—it's this line of, of in this stretch of keepers that MSU's on right now, going from Zach Bennett to uh, Jimmy Hague. It's not. It wasn't going to be easy for Hunter Morse to fill in, uh, and I think he, he's done really well. And I actually think um, when I wrote the the article about you know the postseason honors or whatever this week, I, I honestly think Hunter Morse got snubbed from from the All Big Ten teams just because I realize. Whoever's giving out these awards probably doesn't watch every single game and kind of just looks at the scoreline. If you look at the scorelines, you don't see how good Hunter Morse has been because these games that they're losing, even Penn State, I think, where they lost three nothing, he still had seven eight saves. Uh, this guy leads the Big Ten in saves in saves per game, and I think the what what kept him off those teams was he is bottom or second bottom in clean sheets, and that's the thing. And and, and when you're a goalie, your business is driven by how many goals you let in, and sometimes people don't care about how many you know good things you do they just care about your mistakes as a keeper which is unfortunate because he has been really good the one thing i will mention though is even in these games where he is really good he is prone to mistakes that give up goals and i think that's one thing that he's got to really work on going into next season but those two nielsen and hey or nielsen and morse have just been monumental on that back line for them this year
2: four game losing streak now as we roll of the Big 10 tournament again as i say with every team pretty much not great um not great. as far as the the outlook cuz if if they so uh, let me ask you this as a very unknowing soccer fan that i'm, I'm not really a soccer fan but as an unknowing soccer Aficionado as myself, uh, if they win the Big Ten tournament, they get an automatic bid to the College Cup. Correct. Right. Okay. So they're not going to win the Big Ten, but as far as the <laughs> as far as the outlook going into this tournament in this game today against Michigan, I know they they dropped the game against Michigan recently, didn't Did they? Right, yeah, yeah. In Ann Arbor, we can well? half go. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sharp. You sharp go. up. Here. You got it. You got it up there. Sharp up here. Is is there any potential here to upset Michigan today? And if they were to upset Michigan today, is there any potential for a run that might surprise us and get us get us sucked in? And now we're, you know, now we're back
0: on Michigan State soccer, or is this the end of the road today? I I, I do think there's a chance, just because uh, David Renton always talks about how postseason everyone's zero and zero. It's a new season, and this team, although they are the record they are, they do have that same sort of feeling. Uh, that last year's team did at the end. Last year's team didn't win the last four games. This year's team didn't win the last four games. And in this break they get where they can rest and, and get some get some guys back, you never know. And that's what I've, I've felt with this team all year is each each game, you kind of gauge the feeling with this team after each game because they were so inconsistent. Uh, and the way they played against Indiana was you kind of look at this Michigan game and you're kind of optimistic just because they, they are starting to look better and you never know. This team, I didn't think this team was going to go to the College Cup last season, in the postseason. And I really don't think this team this year is going <laughs> to go anywhere in the postseason. But you never know. And it's just one of those things where, like, you if you're a betting man, you'd bet on Michigan, you'd pay your house on Michigan. But I'm not a betting man. I, know, I yeah. Collins behind the glass might be, but... Um, yeah, he is to a fault. Collins, it. you putting all your money on Michigan today? No. No, <laughs> I'm not. And I did the... the the presumption that I just said
6: gamble away all my money, I mean. Is <laughs> do, you even, do you bet on soccer or no? No, I, I, I've retired gambling ever since the first night of okay, NBA. Okay, that is a lie. Reti- uh, re- temporary you'll, retirement. You'll, yeah, you'll be back. It's a yeah. hiatus. <laughs> Hi- hiatus. So, it's a Jordan. little Jordan. It's the Jordan first break. Yeah, but yeah, I'm betting on Michigan today. Heavy favorite. Minus 170.
0: I, and that's the thing. I would have to agree with you, but you never know. That's my thing. You never know. You never know. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State went on a run. I, I think there is zero universes where they win the Big Ten tournament because at some point they're gonna have to play Indiana again, and there's no one that's beating Indiana right now.
2: I have to, I have to mention too here. I see some, uh, some extra stuff here about Ian Gilmore's soccer legacy here. Your yes. I am soccer legacy. Yes, his I am soccer
5: legacy. What, what he is keeps this? filling us in in the group chat randomly with videos what of is him this? saving everything. Apparently, he's. Just doesn't let anything into the goal. So we gotta, we gotta know what's been going on. Are you in the yeah, championships what, what is, now? Well,
2: yeah. What so, is happening? This is at. your, oh, this is
5: your IM yeah, soccer team. This is him. IM intramural soccer he's team. He's gonna make a jump to the, the varsity team. He oh, was, well, yeah, he's gonna, saying,
2: he's gonna, could, he's gonna get no. the call up. Could they use your services today, They might help if they call mm, you up. It could. But what? Okay, so fill us in.
0: Well, so the, the thing is, we're on a Cinderella run right now. So we're in the, <laughs> the IM soccer championships are today, tonight at 8 p.m. on the Munn turf Field. I will be there. Hopefully hosting a trophy, a trophy similar to the one that you're playing in on the, the championship. Playing in the championship tonight. What D- division? Number- division two. So there's D one, D two, and that's it. Yes, and uh, we're the number twenty two seed. Somehow really? made it to the final. Wow. We uh, the last game was a. Uh, it went to a penalty shootout, and I don't know. I think someone just like took over my body, and I just made the you know made the winning save. Michael's secret kept stuff kept us in it. That's what did it. That's for what you. it was. Michael's secret stuff. I had a little stuff on the sideline, and. Uh, I don't know. We have got like snuck the thing into is. into the snuck. athletic department, grab some pills. <laughs> anyway, sorry to continue. <laughs> we, I don't understand how we're still waiting because we have guys on our team that have never played soccer before. Really? You don't straight have, up. Dude. We have guys don't, in our. Th-
2: don't try to figure it out. Just roll with <laughs> they it. They get the, the thing is they get the job done. That's gone. all that matters. That's all you need. I would say that might. Aren't you like the coach too? I always see you like wearing a suit. Is that like? Was that, that the-
0: okay? So that was that was this summer.
2: Oh. Okay. So uh,
0: I started the uh, JVB North franchise. And this summer's team was JVB North United, and the IM team is JVB North Rovers. Okay. And the Rovers are into the final, hoping to bring home the first silverware for the JVB North what, franchise. What,
2: what seed is this team that you're playing? Three, I think. They're good. Okay, you might be done today. They're I good. Don't, I, I
5: yeah, just, I'm not gonna lie. I think the Cinderella I mean, run might come. I don't really close.
2: mean that, I'd hate to like. I don't want to tear. You know what? No, you go go win it. Just go win the damn thing. Why uh, not? I'm gonna do my what best. What, is, what
0: kind of trophy do you
5: win? Oh, I have us? no idea. Is I it like a chip? I do know.
0: We get uh no trophy, boxing, you get a t shirt. Oh, I know Foster. you get a t shirt. Huh, I think you get t-shirt. your money back too, which is just as
2: good. No, you don't get your money back. Are it's you sure? $10. I've heard you
0: get your money back. Yeah, but it's ten dollars. <laughs> Collins, that is that is more than enough for a Wednesday night Doberon. That's
2: $10. No, 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 no. no burrito Wednesday. Burrito yeah. Wednesday is uh, $5.99. You yeah. $10. No, it's not. It's $6.40. Oh, 40. I've changed left over. No, uh, well, with tax. It's
6: not $5.99. It's that's $6.35. The base price, it's $6.35. Buddy. Yeah, that's the base price is $5.99. I yeah, thought like you've been there a couple of times. Oh, I haven't. I'll do the math right now. But I just said it was $6.40. I just love
5: it's how goes, It's
6: 6 $6.40. I'm telling you,
5: the exact. 640. It's wait, 640.
2: wait, wait, wait. Hold on.
0: Time out. So it's, hold on. The, moral of the story is, I'm winning 10... the championship tonight.
2: Yeah, Collins. Because the the base price is five ninety nine. So when you add tax, then it's six thirty five.
6: Is that is Does that mean when it charges to my card? Yes, it's, it's five ninety nine. 6... It is not. It charges six forty. That's how much ta- it I'm costs. I'm explaining to the base
5: price. I'm,
2: I'm he's telling you the base t- I, price. I, it is six dollars. Both of you are math. saying
5: the same thing right now. No,
6: but
2: he's no, arguing. No, you're right. saying the base
5: price, you're Rabinowitz saying what it actually
6: wrong. costs. No one looks at the base no,
2: price I'm, of I'm any No, I'm riding object. with
6: you, Collins, because when
5: it's so when you go, me, so when you go me pay for gas.
2: when I when you go pay for gas and it says on the sign that it's two fifty
6: four, what would you say the gas price is? Do you say with tax? That's completely different. When how I so? go to the cash register and I see the exact total, that's how much I'm paying. It's not what I'm like paying. Ga- I don't know. That's and a terrible they argument. They don't. They don't, They don't, don't
2: advertise the price as six thirty five. They advertise it's it as five ninety nine. Six thirty
6: five after tax.
2: They, they want you to well, think how it's small cheaper. small is the print? The print's it's not probably that small. Just, I'm just going
5: to shut my mic off for this. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Done. Whatever. This Whatever. Is, that's what they want you to see. It's like saying something. Oh, it's nineteen ninety nine. It's 20 like you're gonna pay more you're not paying 1999 I'm with Collins on here it's yeah, not gonna tr- you you're not paying are, both five you guys
2: are really irritating me right now anyway Ian uh good luck to you tonight <laughs> thank, thank you. you I know we kind of got off the rails oh uh, we're Michigan good. Michigan state Michigan four o'clock today from Ann Arbor first game of the big Ten tournament thank you for your coverage all your long course. it's kind of sad if if this is if this is it then well. We wouldn't ever see yeah. you again in the studio, but you can listen. You can, to listen, go to another sport. You can I, listen
0: to the Martin download. Exactly, shameless good,
2: plug. Good plug. I'm glad you plugged that. It's you a great re- show. You guys record way too early, by the way. I, I know,
0: dude. It's the only time to get in here. It's That's crazy. Fine. It's I'll a great show.
2: It. I'll allow it. Uh, best of luck to you in your game tonight. That was uh, Michigan State men's soccer with Ian Gilmore right here on Impact 89 FM WDBM East Lansing. Boom There's legal. There's the legal for you. Ten minutes late. We're gonna go to a quick break. We've been. T- Colin's still over there. Uh, I can't see you behind the this. Why this? thing, this TV, is in that spot is beyond me. See, I also, my it. microphone's falling apart here. Do you see this, Sloan? My microphone's falling apart. Can we get a new it's microphone not, it's cover? It's not in the budget for
6: you. Not in the can budget. Can we get a new
2: microphone cover? Everything squeaks yeah. on my, my I know, side, I know. I can too. just hear it squeezy. I'm all worked you, up now. I'm Can all we frazzled. just go to break? We're going he's, to break. He's frazzled. Let's break. Awards on the other side of this break. Green and White Reports. they right here, folks. We love you.
1: Maestro, please. Impact 89 FM. Who is Matt Another day in the life of an Impact DJ. Great show, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow then. See you, man. Great tunes. I think I left some nachos in my car.
3: There he is! I love you, man. I love you.
1: Why? Because unlike some stations, the Impact actually has DJs.
0: Will you sign my face?
1: MSU students are welcome to apply at impact89fm.org.
0: The music that matters. 88.9
1: The Impact.
0: Slow down, you're driving too fast! Uh, Alright, okay. My seat's cold!
6: Turn off the AC! Hey, watch out for that red light! Oh, uh, that's not really red. That's just the warning red. Uh, it's fine. We're almost there, anyway.
1: Look out for that bicycle! Why is our car plane. Cuny humans, why is it that you cannot seem to operate your motor vehicles safely? Next time, there may not be a giant robot around to prevent imminent disaster.
6: Whoa! Put me down!
1: And you, with the pedal-driven two-wheeled apparatus, why did you not guarantee the crosswalk was clear before you entered? I, uh... And where is your helmet? Human brains do not have a standard factory part number and cannot be easily replaced. For tips on optimal survival strategies while biking, you should visit bikes.msu.edu. I will put you down now. A message from 89 89 FM. FM. Ah! Impact 89 FM, bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update.
4: The Detroit Lions fell in their matchup Sunday afternoon, losing to the Oakland Raiders 31 24. Quarterback Matt Stafford suffered an injury late in the game, resulting in a fractured bone in his back. The injury is keeping Stafford up for this week's matchup, a rivalry game against the Chicago Bears at 1 p.m. this afternoon. The Detroit Pistons went 1-2 in their matchups on the week, including a 112-106 loss to the Indiana Pacers on Friday night. Pistons now sit at 4-6 on the season as they look to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow night. Tip-off set for 7 p.m. at Little Caesars Arena. The Detroit Red Wings went 1-2 in their games on the week, including a 4-2 win over the Boston Bruins Friday night. The Red Wings now move to 5-12-1 on the season as they prepare to host the Las Vegas Golden Knights this afternoon. Puck drops at 5 p.m. I'm Henry Menegos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org.
2: Welcome back to the Green and White Report, 12:15 p.m., what is a uh, um, PM and AM? What you know what that stands for? I was trying to look this up the other day. PM and AM, just like post post meridian. Mer- Hank's not in his hat. Post morning. I don't know, man. Whatever. The no, whole- no it's not post morning. I
5: don't know. I'm. I don't know what to tell you. You
2: ask me questions. I don't have the Granted answer wire, for. What is
6: it? Colin's freaking out. According to Nathan Stearns, it's post meridian, right? Yeah. yeah meridian, and anti meridian. Come come on to my meridian. Name. What? Is, can you explain <laughs> it to us? post-meridian
2: and anti-meridian is it related to the prime meridian do you I, know the prime I, meridian that line that sun crosses the world somewhere like thing on the... you
6: like learned in third grade yes
2: the prime meridian
6: is it this is might be very off topic but where are already I, off don't, topic. I don't remember anything from school in elementary school
2: i do i remember cursive yeah. I don't use cursive anymore. Why don't anymore? we use that anymore? Let's go.
5: Remember when they told us that that's all we were going to use in like high school and
2: college? That's yeah. All, all
5: you write in is cursive.
2: All you third graders listening lies. But anyway, we're a little <laughs> bit on my computer. This computer, dude. It just shut off. every week. Just shut up. up. It locks up, yeah. Uh, we are a little bit post our- er, It's er, out for lunch. Post, post Meridian. Yeah, we are uh, past our time here on the Sparty Awards. Everyone that tunes in at noon's like, where is it at? It is time for the Sparty Awards.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the Green and White Report is proud to present this week's edition of the Sparty Awards, brought to you by Impact Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Uh it's a real honor to be up here uh presenting this week's Sparty Awards. I had this like speech thing that I was gonna start doing. I texted you guys about, but didn't get to it. So we'll start it next week.
5: Okay. I like I I like the just ad living. I like the just ad living getting up here. You know, we got a great crowd out here, some beautiful faces out there.
2: A lot of beautiful faces.
5: A lot of beautiful faces Uh, and Luke Sloane. I will throw oh
2: that's (laughs) That's a tough, tough shade to throw. He is wow, in charge that of... was that was <laughs> he is, throwing uh, him under
6: the bus for very, no reason. I mean, very it, much. It, it he up, up on the Go, on, go man, get him, Julian, man.
7: I, I brought the trophy in there this morning. Go I awarded you
2: guys. I, I,
7: I, I, I think I complimented your sweatshirt. What's going on? You, you man. did. I'm kidding, man. I love you, man.
3: man. Don't try to backpedal
2: now. Don't backpedal now. You already ruined it. Okay. Uh, Makes great radio. I will throw the number out here, 517-432-3893 if you want to call in, 517-884-8989 to text, or join us on Twitter at WDBM Sports using the hashtag Report. Sparty Awards this week was inspired by the uh, first and last uh, Parents' Tailgate that I hosted at my house. I met the Ballys, by the way. Trent's parents came over. It was a pleasure. Collins, you weren't there to meet the uh, – yeah, they the Motown Rundown parents. Well, shame.
6: I was not d- given the invitation or even aware of this event even but, happening. Well, I've Honestly, given you neither, in- neither was I, Collins. No, so I, the, <laughs> <and> <laughs> by <laughs> the way, <laughs> I've invited you and Trent you never have. to my parents' tailgate multiple. I literally say passing. every week you guys can come. Thanks, pass Collins, for that invite, time. too. I'll just be by myself every, Everyone can come. Even Bot can come. Bot's in the studio. Bot, your you on, What do you mean even Bot Oh, it's on. What do you mean even Bot can I don't want to come an Okay, sorry.
2: Jeez. Okay, Gosh. anyway, inspired by the parents' tailgate, uh, my parents, uh, great people, God bless them, uh, my father, big Michigan fan, I don't Oof. know why, but he uh, the only time he's ever really been to East Lansing is to move me in and move me out. So he just kind of drops the boxes on the floor, and goes, I'll see you whenever you come home next. Uh, my mom has a, She's born and raised in Ann Arbor, but has now adopted the uh, Michigan State pride. She's a gotcha, big. Gotcha. She loves the go green, go white thing. It's great. So we got them to come up to tail. I don't. They don't, my parents don't tailgate ever. So it was. It was, good, it was pretty cool to have them come up and experience that for what might be my last tailgate ever. But the uh, inspiration for this week's Sparty Awards: parents gone wild, and I'm talking parents on campus. Whether it be tailgating parents, parents going out up for a night out in the town. I don't think I would ever take my parents to a bar in this city. I could I couldn't do it. That, that
7: is, by is
6: far. that is the most crazy thing to me. <laughs> yeah, when you see like a fifty five year old guy cutting a rug at Harpers with a bunch of nineteen year olds who are not even twenty
2: one. I do admire like it seems like a lot of the, some of the girls that go to school here like are very close with their mom, so they'll bring their mom to the bar. No, that's, that's not, psycho, okay. It's not okay. It's okay. Yeah,
5: don't do it. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's, uncomfortable it's not right.
2: for everyone. Psycho move. So with, without further ado, I I, I want to try to break this down as far as like total. I was originally pitched this as like total parent tailgate moves or like things that happen. So I know Julian was a little struggling with because your parents had never been here for my
5: parents don't love me.
2: So oh, they, they don't,
6: they, i don't know about that
5: <laughs> they have they haven't been I'm up sure here they do i maybe we'll see who who knows we
6: were in the group chat and when you pitched this for Benowitz and julian's like well my parents have never been up here i was like Aw, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like, the collins, oh, no, the collins family's here every every weekend rain or shine yes past, yes since kelly since collins kelly my collins. father my feather my father kelly collins does not play no games. He lives and dies Michigan State <laughs> football. And I, I, I haven't checked on him after yesterday's game, but I generally was like, concerned about his health after the game. Well, you can. I want Collins, if you have any extra ones, to jump in here because obviously you, you've you been through the ringer here. Yeah, I, I, so I'll chime in.
2: I uh, So I'll kick it off here. Parents gone wild, parents on campus. My first one of total parent moves the uh the back in my day thing with mm, the college yeah. days my dad was was on oh. fire with that yesterday my dad went to eastern <laughs> michigan but it started off with like he walks and i was like oh i got a pretty nice place here and he goes back when i was in college we had two guys living in the basement that no one knew about like it was and it was like just little little pieces here and there about things that would happen through the day yeah back in, back in college you know, we used to eat this, or we used to do this, or every night they had this. like And, like, that just – it was, like, all night long. And and it's incredible like, when you have other adults involved. They start, like, talking about their own college days, and they kind of start to see the, you know, the little tear roll down the face. So they're, you know, missing missing the good old time. But that's, like, a quintessential parent thing. Like, I feel like yeah. at every parent's tailgate you're at, every time the parent comes to campus, it's, like, you're hearing something about their old, you know, their old college days, the, the good old days. It's, it's, like, an old person thing to do in general, but – Mostly on when you're when you get to campus. Yeah. Fair enough.
5: You're right. My dad went here, and that's literally we drive through campus, and he'll be like, "Oh, that right there, that used to be my spot." I'm yeah. like, No, no, it wasn't.
6: Like, <laughs> yeah. stop it. Wait, Julian, your dad went to Michigan State. Yeah, my dad went here. Oh, that's sick. I didn't even know that.
5: Yeah. yeah. Same. want you, I
7: want you learn up. more about he, your friends, <laughs> I saw
6: a, <laughs> he
5: came over to the parents' no. tailgate. So
6: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought.
7: <laughs> no, well, I at not. least you're not like the last thought. <laughs> hey, you can come you too. Can come. You yeah. just walked into the studio. Why don't you show up? Tough <laughs> start for Bach. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Uh, no. Well, that's my number one. That's one of them. I like one of
5: that. My... I like that. One of mine, one of the ones that I struggled to come up with. Parents wanted to set me up with every girl on campus. Yeah, yeah, it could be any girl yeah. that just exists. Yeah. If she lives and breathes, my parents would be like, "Yo, what about her?"
2: Yeah, we uh, my my house is located behind the uh, Alpha Phi sorority. Ooh. Very very pretty Ooh, girls, very pretty girls, and so like they you know they are out and about. My mom, my mom will go or my roommates mom. Oh, you guys should go talk to them. Like <laughs> you don't understand, they are like. Talk about out of your league! You're
6: right. d- you're just terrified. You're sweating bullets <laughs> yeah. every time yeah. you see them you're walk out to the.
2: You're trying to play it cool, like ah, uh, yeah, we'll probably you know we'll, we we chat him up later, but you know there's no part of my body would ever drag me to go try to e- even. Attempt to have a conversation with these
4: people.
5: Yeah, it's crazy to comment. Like, my parents will do the thing. Well, they'll see the girl and they'll like walk up and start talking to her, and they'll be like, "Oh, so what's your major? Yeah. I'm like, my That's son's my a son. journalism major." Son.
2: And you're, I can see you looking like SpongeBob <laughs> in the corner with your pants like up to
6: your belly button, just over here waving in the hi. corner. <laughs> the thing about it though, it's never your parents who do it. It's like your parents, yeah, my parents, parents' friend. You're like, "Come here, come here. Come you you want to yeah. meet? You want to meet my like second cousin that I know? Yeah. Like I'm like, and you're probably no. like, hi." hi. <laughs> I'm right. I go to school here. She's like, I'm in the business school. are like, I'm a journalism major. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to go run to okay. the <laughs> portable. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll see you in a second.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. A very good one. Um, it's. I have something similar to that later on. But um, another big one is. Uh, the uh, total dad move here. So how about them Spartans? You know, got to start the conversation. I don't know. <laughs> you always,
6: Collins always says this too. <laughs> I do, I, do you want me to do my Kelly yeah, Collins yeah, impression? Yeah, yeah. This is my dad. Every single week at the at, <laughs> at old horticulture field, Michigan State tailgate to Collins tailgate. Let me tell you, Ryan, know who I think is overrated this year? Michigan every single week without fail he doesn't like he doesn't do this like consciously he's just like let me tell you i think Michigan loses today to middle tennessee state in football i'm like dad what are you even talking yep. about it always it always and comes to that point and he's like, I, i'm point. unbiased unbiased take i'm like okay dad it always
2: comes to that point in in the in the day where your dad will pull you aside and like get real nitty gritty with you about sports you go i'll tell you what i go the Spartans team i don't know if they're winning <laughs> they're winning today i'm like really dad you don't know if they're winning because I just don't know. Because I don't know about that. Qu-. And my dad, like you know, a Michigan fan. He's like, I don't know about that quarterback fourteen. You guys got I'm like that's your analysis. You don't know about fourteen. That's what you have to say about the game. But that's
7: total dad move. Total parent move. Collins, can I interject real quick? Do yes. you have is do you, does your parents tailgate have a sign that like labels it as no, the no that's as the, the Collins one thing tailgate?
6: That's been, we we we've had, don't had discussions about getting a flagpole oh, because okay. I think that's oh, yeah. that, that that's a staple. That takes the tailgate to the next level, but my dad has been upset the last couple Christmases the fact that we literally just get him like alcohol and stuff for the tailgate. He said, "You guys know I need clothes too," so we so we've kind of held off on the flagpole like idea. But it's it's not it's an addition that needs to be made.
7: Yeah, you gotta you gotta like mark that. your territory. That's when you know a you're flagpole. legit. I would I would laugh
5: so hard if I just walked past and there's a Collins Collins tailgate flagpole out there. That'd be sweet. All right, my uh, my next one is when the dad has to ask everyone about his food, about the barbecue, how's it going. He's like, hey, how you like that hot dog over there? Tastes pretty good, right? That brisket's good? You Did like you, that? You tried the macaroni he shell yet? <laughs> Come on, we got tons of food. Go get some. Oh, I love I went to my friend's tailgate. His dad was cooking. And so I'm sitting there, not that hungry, ate a little bit of things. He's like, Are, you don't want any more? Have, yeah. have as many plates as you want. I'm like, I'm
6: good, man. Yeah, I'm He's fine, like, no, no, yes. no, no.
5: Here, have this. And he just dumps it on your plate. Like, I didn't.
6: I didn't ask for this. Or the guy who's like, "Go a white cooler, take anything you want, okay?" Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Kate, it's a, come whatever's here. mine is yours. Yeah, hey, come here, come here, white cooler over there. Anything you want? Don't tell your. Don't you say there's, beer, there's beers on the bottom. There's yeah. beers on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: I'm gonna piggyback on that one because my mom. Again, my mom is one. of- She's Italian, so shout out. Always, always food. Like no one Ooh. ever goes hungry. Everyone eats. There's always leftovers. My mom yesterday. Keep in mind, we had there's four people that live in my house. Two families came up. One was supposed to come up. Didn't work out, whatever. We had a bunch of my, my parents' friends, my roommate's parents' friends were there. And I explained to my mom, I go, well, we can coordinate with the other families what's being brought. You don't need to bring everything. She goes, yeah, sure, fine. I'll, I'll bring up, you know, this and this and go fine. She said, I'm bringing up brownies and, and chili. I go, okay, yeah, perfect. My mom rolls up with the, with the car, sub tray, brownies, cupcakes, four different kinds of chips, onions for the chili, Fritos for the chili, cheese for the chili, Three two liters of pop. You gotta be. It just it was an, bringing too much food to the tailgate. That's that was my my total parent move. My parents gone wild. Maybe just my mom. I don't know if other parents. skip on that's the food. real. But like, there's always. It's just the food is just
6: ridiculous. There's always one person at the tailgate who brings the cookie tray yeah. or like the muffin tray, and nobody touches it. Yeah. And and that that like one parent is like, you know, there's like cookies there. He's like, I, I don't know who brought. <laughs> that and it's say like that parent every time yeah he's just trying to pump up the cookies he got from meyer yeah so i do appreciate it mom thank
2: you for that but uh that's it happens it happens i like it i like
5: that i'm gonna be honest with you i think i'm running out of some i i got i think, I'm, I think I'm out of sync yeah back yeah. back me up here yeah. yeah so
6: i i'm at the tailgate i went to go cover the mission and state game so i'm obviously not drinking i'm just observing the tailgate and enjoying the food the most dad thing to do at a tailgate is have some random beer just like not not a domestic, And, like this random guys like, had a yinling. I was like, they don't they don't make these in the state of Michigan. And I know the guys from Michigan He's like, yeah. Every time I am in Indiana, I got to stop and get a yinling. Stuff like that is so dad. They're like, oh, you, you want a two hearted? Like yeah, yeah. Or yeah, like making I, fun I, I, of someone for gifted, drinking I, a natty. I, light. I was gifted a couple two hearted yesterday. Like the guy who's like, you drink natty? Like, ugh. There is every dad does that. Yeah. Like sorry, I don't sorry, I don't make a salary. Yeah, I, dad, yeah. Like- <laughs> Every time. Yeah. That that's the one I had. That's a good one. I like it. I like uh, it. You
2: need it you guys need one more or two more, don't you? That was your third one. This is my fourth now, right? Correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think this is my fourth. fourth one here is similar to Julian's one about girls is getting grilled about everything in your life. Like I don't know like the last time like you see your parents and all of a sudden they come up and they're like, "So yeah. I like, could go into class? How school going? Talking to any girls? Like, you, oh, you're you're drinking, huh? Like, like the classic, like, <laughs> I don't know, like you're having
6: another beer? Like, I don't need, like, I like stay off of me. You know what I mean? It's like, like, hop it's off. like have you been going to the gym? Because uh, I'm like, okay, mom, chill off. Yeah, me. my mom, my mom, <laughs> my mom is a
2: big." Uh, you know, Ryan, you know, beer's a lot of calories in it, you're, you know, you're, and I'm like, I get it, mom, like, I've put on weight, like, thank you, everyone has noticed, but just getting absolutely grilled, like, you're trying to enjoy your time, you know, you got friends there, there's good food, the music's going, and you got to just, it's, it's everything, you know, you're talking to anyone, you know, you some pretty girls over there, just like uh, yeah, you said, wonderful. man, how's school going, how are your classes going, you know what I mean, can't handle it, total parent move. I feel. I feel.
5: I think. I, all right, we're gonna come up with one. Tell me how this one sounds. Okay. I've seen it a couple times.
7: Okay,
2: you get a
5: parent who gets a little too involved in the games, especially like a cornhole game. Oh, parent gets a little too excited about it. Gets a little <laughs> too
7: into it. Over competitive. Yeah. Over competitive.
6: Yeah. I've seen that a few times. I I, I I'm gonna piggyback you off of it. It's the guy who's like. Hey, does anyone have a football? He starts throwing it around and he's like, Chuck, he said, like, Yeah. He said, like, Hey, Jimmy, go do like a 12 yard out. Like the one yeah. eight year old kid who's at the tailgate who shouldn't be there. Yeah. He's just chucked into <laughs> that Jimmy. Jimmy's it's going through his hands. He's like, Come on, you got to catch the ball yeah, your Yeah, all of a sudden your dad's making you run a 45 yard go route down uh, Spartan Avenue. Yeah, and it's like, Oh, I got it. I got he's it. Like, he's like, Back at Stevenson High School, I would have been able to make that throw. <laughs> if I didn't throw out my shoulder, I would have yeah, gone pro. That's a good one. I'm glad. That's
2: good thinking on your feet there. Thank you. Thank you. I try. My, I try. my, my last one is is and this is goes beyond the tailgate and more sort of the bar scene, parents being too comfortable around college kids. Like there's you see some you see some P.U. Gr- greasy. P-U. You see some greasy stuff go on late at night when you're like, yeah, oh this yeah. this dad probably shouldn't be standing
6: this close to this girl at the at the bar. Yeah, people say the word moist is disgusting. <laughs> My skin's crawling right now, you just mentioning that. I'm like uh, uh, Yeah, uh, I don't and, like and, that and,
2: you one know, bit. And it's you know it's it's everything from the dad that like comes back to the tailgate and is like okay i bet you i, I bet you i can out drink you guys it's like uh sir you're like please don't you're like, like sure like, <laughs> i bet you could <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> mr williams please stop <laughs> like you're you're making everyone so uncomfortable <laughs> like that's i it just it is, i and i appreciate parents that can have fun i do i i grew up like my parents are very like, my, my parents were never into the whole like you know my parents aren't big drinkers so it's like that whole scene is very uncomfortable for me to be around with them because I don't want to – not that I, like, you know, have, like, a drinking problem and I get – you know, I'm out of control every night <laughs> of the week. But, you know, you like to get loose a little bit. I think I had, like, one beer yesterday. But that was it. I just couldn't wow. – I couldn't get myself you had to, to – stay, uh, stay locked in. Yeah, exactly. In. <laughs> stay, a lot of hands to ready shake. to go. A lot of hands to shake. So, yeah, that there's, – there's a certain line you got to draw. You got to kind of know your audience and, and how old you are to, like – Okay, you know, there's no reason for you to be on the dance floor. You're creeping everyone out. Like, oh, you're at Rick's. You now brought the average age up two and a half years because you're that's the only 58 year old guy at Rick's. It's you and your wife who leaves to go home early, and now you're
7: trying to make friends. And it's just, it's kind of weird. I feel like everyone in the bar is like always like secretly like sympathetic for that person. Like, oh, he, I don't know, he, he needs this. No, you're like, I'm like, no, you're oh, like no, sympathetic, sympathetic but at the you know, same time, you're like know, stay, yeah, stay away you know, from Stay away guys. from me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry that you need
2: this. <laughs> But ugh. don't talk to me. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, the no, that's, I, that's the only time. That's the only time I'll turn down a free drink is when it's like a good guy. Is like, hey, you wanna, like you guys trying to talk to me about like footballs. Like, hey, well, can I get you a drink? No,
6: sir? Please, <laughs> no, you don't, you don't please stop. We don't have yeah, to. Yeah, no, we're yeah. good. Well, that's that's mine. That's it. No, uh, that I, I'm, I'm gonna it. give that's... one honorable mention because no, I no, need... no, I got you. I'm okay. I am gonna
5: I, lob I... this up to you, and I need you to throw it down.
6: This might be just like subjective to me, but every single time I like go to a parent's tailgate date or something and I don't have a hat on and my hair is like messed up for some reason. Oh, have a rough night. I'm like, no, I didn't have a rough yeah. night. I <laughs> actually stayed in, got some stuff done. I woke my up, every just single scruffy. time, every single time you had a rough night. Oh yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun up here. Aren't you? And my mom's acting like I drenched seven days a week. I'm like, mom, that is not possible. I'll be dead. <laughs> like, like it's unbelievable. I'm sure me. people do it. I mean, they do, and they're dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> they do, fair. and they're dead. That's fair.
2: Okay. Well, I guess that's it, huh? I like it. Those party awards. That's it. That was good. We're gonna start getting like creative with these topics. I think that was like that was pretty creative. I
5: think we really just need to go. We need to go off the rails at some point. Yeah. Oh, like leaves. just something crazy yeah. that we have a very strange ranking or nominations for
6: yeah people get fired up yeah you need i want like verbal jabs left and right yeah 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 that's fair we gotta start fighting about this maybe we should
5: do qdoba prices next time yeah prices of things Maybe the tax code. Uh, you shouldn't bring that up. Tax. You shouldn't.
2: Yeah, you shouldn't bring that up.
5: Okay, we will. I'm just put gonna the, bring this up all the time. We will
2: put the Sparty Awards to rest. That was parents gone wild. Uh, we will now move on. We join Eric Bach is joining us. You've already been here for many minutes, but yes, you are I now have. officially joining oh, us. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here, taking the time out of your busy Sunday. We do appreciate it. We appreciate everyone. Thanks, thanks, guys. Behind the glass, thank you all. This is a thumbs up to you guys. I'm doing a thumbs up right now in the air. Thank you guys. Uh, really good radio there. Well, I, I, I described the thumbs-up. I told everyone I was doing a thumbs-up. Yeah. I hate that. Ooh, ooh, that's bad radio. Shut up. <laughs> I'm making hand gestures. Anyway, not not you, <laughs> just in general. Uh, if you want to join in here, we have Eric Bach to talk football with us once again, unfortunately. Not for you, but just well, Michigan State football. Yeah. 517-432-3893 is the number. If you want to text us, 517-884-8989 is that number. Or you can tweet us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport. Uh not great situation here, Bach. Um, I don't really. We Julian and I exhausted a lot of this at the beginning of the show, but obviously we bring you on here. So uh, your takeaways, if anything, we can. If you want to throw some positives in there, by all means. Uh, <laughs> as you look at me with a yeah, like a strange look on your face, like what are you talking about? Positives uh, as far as that Illinois game goes yesterday.
7: What were your takeaways? So I was lucky enough to not have to watch it live. <laughs> uh, I was on the road refereeing yesterday. So I, I did watch it last or somewhat last night and some this morning when I got back. So I have I have pained myself through it like the rest of you have. But um my my major thoughts is it was like like the things come completely full circle. D'Antonio found it in this state. Yep. Took it to heights that it's never been to before and now we're back to where he found it. Right? That that was a John L loss yesterday. <laughs>
3: Fair enough.
7: 28 to 3 against Bottom Feeder Illinois who credit where credit is due. Those guys don't quit. They yep. did the same thing to Michigan, but Michigan was good enough to hold them off at the end. They beat Wisconsin. I mean, they've won 4 games in a row. So, I mean, Michigan State caught Illinois at the wrong time, but it's, it's Illinois and they haven't been to a bowl game in five years. They're they're going bowling now. Yeah, they're going now. And, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but I mean, twenty-eight to three, what there would two years ago even, there's no even particle of doubt in my mind that D'Antonio in MSU is gonna put that game away up twenty-eight to three. Yeah. And now it's just you had a chance. The three losses in a row to Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State were a product of playing a better team. And those three are the, the, well, now Minnesota, too, is the class of the Big Ten, right? But there's just, Michigan State had a chance yesterday to prove that they're still a cut above the bottom half of the Big Ten, and they're not. They're they're just not. And that's a sad, sad state. You go from 36-5 and in 2013 through 15, go off the rails in 2016, bounce back in 2017, which... 2017 might be D'Antonio's best work. 2018 was a mediocre disaster, and now 2019's turning into something even worse. So it, it yesterday was a a sad indication of Michigan State being right back to where they started when D'Antonio got here, and that's a sad, sad fact. 13 years into his tenure,
2: it was very bizarre because, as I said, they they started off the game hot. I mean, yeah, they, they were winning the game 28 to three. Going into halftime, so I do. You have an answer for me as to how in the world that occurred? Because you you saw that offense too against like Western Michigan. It very very few and in, in far between instances of them being a competent offense. Yeah. Where did this come from? What what happened?
7: Well, giving up the touchdown right before halftime was hard. Right, that was basically a hail mary, right? That, that Peters completes, yep. and I mean. How many chances, did, did even despite all the crap that happened in the fourth quarter, to allow Illinois right back in? They had fourth and, what, 17? Yep. Complete, uh, you can't leave the guy one-on-one yep. on one out like there. Felt like Arizona mm-hmm. State. Yeah. Same thing in Arizona oh, State game. That's, that's just, a, uh, I mean, that's a coaching, that's on coaching there. That guy needs to be doubled. I don't even want to think about pronouncing his name, but you, you all know yeah. who I'm talking yes. about. Yes, no. <laughs> um, that he needs to be doubled. I don't envy. I was glad I wasn't on play-by-play yesterday because uh, Dandron had to, had to navigate that name. <laughs> but um, and then fourth and goal. Josh Butler commits pass interference. You can say what you want about the call, whatever. You can't leave it in the official's hand at that point yeah. because if you force him to make a decision, there's a fifty-fifty chance the decision is going to go against you, right? And it, it is just. There's so many things that never ever would have happened in D'Antonio's best days that are that are happening again. It's like it's a cruel time loop. I'm I'm back to 2006 when when Chad Henney and Mike are in here just running Michigan State off the field, and I'm afraid that Shea Patterson next week is gonna is gonna do the same for if you're Michigan State. I mean, there is no indication that. D'Antonio is going to be able to get this team off the mat and do this. There's just there's there's no like Graham Couch, the Lansing State Journal said there's no hope next week for Michigan State. I mean, as much as you're a Michigan State guy and you want to you want to have success against Michigan, you have to be realistic, right? I'm I mean, very, am I am I'm I missing something here? I have a very hard time doing here? that. I have a very hard
2: time
5: being. Realistic. Am I? I mean, tell no. me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. There's no there's no, and I think the biggest thing you said. He's got to get them off the mat. Like, to me, what makes no sense, it's not, you know, the performances anymore. It's not, oh, they just didn't play up to par. No. Like, it makes no sense how you put up 28 in the first half, and then mentally you just shoot yourself in the foot for the next two. Never would have happened. It's mind-boggling how you can go from 28 to just six.
7: Yep. Never would have happened two years ago. Never would have happened. Next question.
5: And that's that's actually what I want to ask you as someone, because obviously Ryan and I haven't been sitting in the press conferences, but you've been there. And so I want to ask you, when you hear things like next question and you see the people who are ans- who are asking these questions, I mean, yeah. are you behind that De Antonio needs to answer these questions? Yes. And how do you feel when you sit there as someone who has to ask those himself yes. and get those he answers? Has
7: lost, he has lost—he used to have the immunity to some of these questions, but he, he has lost— he has turned in all his tokens for for you know being able to pass on these realistic questions right he he, he used to have that you used to be able somebody would ask some off the wall question and he would be able he would have the credibility to go off and be like no but now the the product that he is consistently putting on the field what this fan base expects what this university has come to know is not matching up to how, his attitude and that, that's the scary thing. You know, we Next know how question. we know how yeah, thank you, Collins. We know how stubborn he is, right? Just right. no reshuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic, basically, before this year. And there he's too stubborn. He's he is now don't get me wrong, he's the best thing that's ever happened to Michigan State football, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's he's coming off as an old senile man that's <laughs> that is stuck in the past. And resting on his laurels of all the success that he's had, and and in today's landscape of college football, that's not good enough. Yep. That is not good enough. And n- next week, Jim Harbaugh and Shea Patterson and the rest of those hundred thousand plus people in that stadium are going to be laughing at we have passed up Michigan State for five years at least. That that's what that's the attitude now, right? Yep.
2: I think you look at that game, too, and I do want to get into that with you. Um, I The first half, I was like, hey, Michigan State's looking maybe, good. They maybe got there's a tough, some life. Yeah, the Wolverines got a tough time next, next Saturday, but now then you kind of, you know, water finds its level, and then you're looking at the second half and you go, this is scary. Is there any chance at all? of Michigan State going into Ann Arbor and pulling – because, again, it is a rivalry game, you know, whatever. You throw the records yeah. out, whatever. Yeah. These two teams really don't like each other. Right. But is there any chance they go in there and y- you see some old life from – because yeah. to me now, I don't even care. I mean, I, I, I don't even care if you make a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Just go beat
7: Michigan. Right. Is there any chance they go in there and win that game? Before yesterday, I would have said yes. Because with all that stuff, you know, you throw the records out in the rivalry game as, yep. you know – they, yep. they hate Jim Harbaugh, Antonio's 2-0 in Ann Arbor mm-hmm. against Jim Harbaugh. Uh, you know, all the talking points that those of us who will be on the radio calling the game will probably be using next of course, week, of right? Course. Um, But just yesterday was so mentally, it had to be mentally demoralizing. Like, there's just, in my mind, there's no way you can get up from that, right? I mean, you can have all the emotion and adrenaline that you can going into that game, and I'm sure they will. But maybe they'll play well in the first quarter, but there's they don't have the talent or the execution ability to do what it takes for four quarters to beat Michigan, in my opinion. And that's not to say that Michigan's some world beater because they're not I mean they're improved. you got to give them credit where credit is due. They have they have steadily improved throughout the year. but I just I don't see it. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it unless you have anything else on my last question. You have to
2: get to the picks, Julian. Go for it.
5: Go for it. No, you got it.
2: If you are Bill Beekman, if you're the AD yeah. of this school mm. and you're now it now falls on you as to what your decision is to do with this football team, are you walking into Mark D'Antonio's office and shaking his hand and telling him that we appreciate your service? It's time for you to go. Or are you looking at Mark and going, listen, we got to take some power back here. We trust you, we know you're a great coach, but you need to make some changes and you need to bring in some better talent here or else this is going to be a bloodbath. Because, in my opinion, I said this earlier on the show, I don't think Mark is necessarily the problem. No. I just think he's enabling things he that is. are contributing to the to the greater uh, atrocity that is Michigan State football.
7: If I'm Bill Beekman, I go into D'Antonio's office and I say, Mark, there needs to be wholesale changes in all assistant coaches in recruiting philosophy in offensive philosophy you make them or you will not have the ability to make them you have earned the opportunity to fix it yourself but knowing how mark has operated in the past that's not going <laughs> to yep. it's not going to fly and that's the scary thing about it so, really I mean, that's what needs to be done. I don't know if Bill Beekman has the backbone to do that. It doesn't seem like he does, but we'll see. We'll I, see.
5: I do have a last one. Is there yes. any any hope in the future for this? Pro- I mean, I think you look down the pipeline and there's no one who who's going to be better to replace Brian LaWorth. Yeah. There's no yep. names anymore. It starts anymore. on the
7: offensive line. That's where all of the problems of the past— four years basically for Michigan State have have come from is Mm -hmm. lack of depth on the offensive line and lack of real talent even when they're healthy I mean they haven't been healthy right haven't ever been healthy which is a, a whole different conversation we can have how can Michigan State not keep anybody healthy ever but it's just it's you it starts there and if you can't build if you can't win the line of scrimmage it doesn't matter what play you run what design you have, who's calling the plays, who's throwing the ball, who's trying to catch it, who's running it. If you can't win the line of scrimmage in college football, in any football, then you're not going to do anything.
2: Michigan State and Michigan from the big house next Saturday at noon. Uh, fingers crossed if you're uh, crossed. If a religious man. Do yeah. some praying tonight, will you? Right? Go, to, go to church today. Go to church today. To church today. To church today. Uh, Eric Bach, thank you for your time here. You're welcome. All right, we're getting towards the end here. Quick break. We have picks to come. I hope you're ready to go, Julie. We have to do this quickly. I stay ready. Yes, you stretching out I'm over there? Ready to there? fire from the hip? Let's go. Do a little stretching. All right. Quick break here on the Green and White Report. We will be back with the picks. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
4: Having a bad day?
1: Eh, nah, it's, it's all right.
4: Nothing going as planned. Uh... Did you get rejected? I wouldn't call it rejected. Like, but, uh,
3: oh my
5: god, I am never ever going out with you. Ah. Did you lose your job? It was like just kind of like a, um, a part-time job I had going on on Jeffrey, there.
1: You can't even make a freaking cheeseburger. <laughs>
0: You fired.
4: Did your roommate
0: use your chapstick? Well, I mean I, I I let him borrow my thing sometimes. But not I, I don't
1: on his lips. <laughs> oh my
4: god. Yes, you are having a bad day.
5: Well, what can I do to fix
4: it? Tell you what. Tune into 89FM, The Impact. They have a wide variety of music that'll be sure to brighten your day. Well, what are you waiting for? Sounds like I need to do that like right now. Like right now. Now nah, would be good.
1: The
7: music that matters.
3: 89FM. I'm out of here. Th- thanks again, man. It was a good to Wait, time.
5: you were uh you were hitting it pretty hard tonight, are you, are you good to drive? Heck yeah.
3: I am amazing at driving.
5: Yeah, man, you sure? I mean, I can call a cab or we fine. can uh, we can get somebody to take you home, yeah, you know.
3: Yeah, don't worry. I'm good.
0: Okay. Uh hey, text me when you get back, okay? Stop right
6: there. This is stupid. He's drunk. Friends don't let friends drink and drive ever.
0: A message from 88.9 The Impact.
2: Welcome back to the Green and White Report. <laughs> We're pumping. We're bumping today. Folks. Love it, love it. Uh, about a fifteen-ish, ten minutes left here on the Green and White Report for this Sunday. Uh, Eric Bach is staying on. Surprise, surprise. We can't get him out of here. Yeah, they just. I won't leave. <laughs> I'm not leaving. All right, NFL picks time. I think Collins has got Collins looks scrambled over there. He's got a lot of buttons to press. <laughs> I know rushing, he's rushing. He's uh, Russian. He'll be he'll be our mediator today. And I don't have to do it this
3: week.
6: Yes, I, I yeah. I'll, I'll take the load off. But are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Wow. You, should we start with the Lions or should we end with the Lions? End with, with the what, Lions. End with the Lions. Okay. First game we got today: the New York G-men travel up to New Jersey to take on. City rival, New York Jets. New York Jets are three-point underdogs as the home team at MetLife today. We'll start with Ryan Rabinowitz. They're both the home team here, so it doesn't
2: matter in my opinion. That's so bizarre they share a stadium. That is weird. It's kind of Uh, strange. Oh, gosh. These teams stink. I don't know. Give me Daniel Jones. Sam Darnold's proved nothing to me. I'm going to take the Giants in this one. Am I going next?
5: I got next? Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I
2: don't know where, if we're going to go on a <laughs> You're the circle. mediator, Collins. I, Let's I, go. I have to mediate, medi- I have to mediate <laughs> you guys. We'll go like this. We'll go me, Julian, and then Bob. All right. Okay, yeah, thank you. Okay, Worst that's for last. cool.
5: All right. Give me the Jets. <laughs> Sam Darnold, baby.
7: Ooh. Giants. Uh, ever since Sam Darnold said he was seeing ghosts on Monday Night Football, I have no faith. Not a great look.
6: He's going to see the right ghosts. Horrible look. Next game, we go to 1 o'clock kick in New Orleans. The Saints laying 14 points against the banged up Atlanta Falcons. A lot of points here, but Drew Brees is back. Made a huge trade for Drew Brees
2: I in my fantasy really league. I really wish
5: everyone could see what you just did. No. Actually, no, I don't. don't. What? No, you Actually, don't. Actually, I don't. This? Stop,
2: huge. stop that. Stop it. Huge. Stop huge. it. Either way, give me the Saints here, big.
5: Yeah, give me the Saints in this one. I'm sorry, I was thrown off by the nonsense.
7: Yeah, Saints for me as well. Alvin Kamara's back as well, which is great for my fantasy football team. I've been struggling taking on Alex McCray this week. It's a it's a huge week for me.
6: <laughs> Next, in we go to the Baltimore Ravens head to Cincinnati to take new quarterback Ryan Finley coming in for Andy Dalton. The Cincinnati Bengals are 10-and-a-half point home dogs. These bookmakers know
2: something because they because Baltimore should be favored by 21 points in this game. Either way, I'm going to go against my better judgment as a man who's lost a decent amount of money gambling in my lifetime. I'm taking the Ravens here.
5: You know what? We're going to be wild here. We're going to be
6: a little bit no. wild. Give me the Whoa. Ravens oh, Bengals cover. Whoa. Wait, what? They're the dogs, right? Yeah, Bengals? yeah, home dog. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. the Bengals pick. Big go. day from Joe
7: Mitchell. No. That's not the Bengals stink they're <laughs> not they're, good they're, <laughs> they're the second worst team in the NFL after the Dolphins uh Lamar Jackson coming off a big win against the world champion Patriots cover in Cincy next game Tennessee six and a half point home dog
6: against Patrick Mahomes back in the lineup for the Kansas City Chiefs I saw Mike Frable doing push-ups pre-game I think they're gonna need to do a lot more today the Titans
2: really confused me as a football team because I thought they were decent and they might not be. Patrick Mahomes is back. though, win it by a touchdown. Give me the Chiefs. Titans are, Titans are not decent. Mahomes is back. Chiefs roll.
7: Yeah, nothing to add. Mahomes throws for 400 yards and the Chiefs win by three scores.
6: I think it's kind of funny, though, that no one talks about this Ryan Tannehill just is the starting quarterback for oh, yeah, the Tennessee right. Titans. That's so weird yeah. for him. Got Shut up, f- Marcus Mariota. Not good at football. Hate oh, oh. to see it. But uh, we move on to another one o'clock hit, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers laying five points against rookie quarterback Kyler Murray as the Arizona Cardinals make a visit to visit their old coach, Bruce Arians, at the Pirate Ship. What do you guys like?
2: The Cardinals have bizarrely found some life here. Apparently, Kyler Murray's like a top-ten uh, fantasy quarterback somehow. Uh, I don't like the Buccaneers at all, but I think the Cardinals are actually still very stinky. I'll
7: take the Bucks here at home.
5: Give me the Cardinals in this one. Kyler Berry comes in and steals the W from Jameis.
7: Whoa. Mike Evans has been absolutely killing it on my fantasy team. Notice that most of my picks revolve around my fantasy <laughs> football enough. team. Fair enough. But uh, Arians gets revenge against his old team. Buccaneers cover at home.
6: The Indianapolis Colts without quarterback just O.B. set. Jacoby Brissett excuse me I did try to say that name did not even come close to saying it right our 10 and point favorites against the lonely <laughs> Miami Dolphins Brian Hoyer gets a start for the Colts today
2: uh I this is a tough one because the Dolphins actually showed some life last week uh I think they still stink though who's at home the Colts are at home yes
7: they are at Lucas Oil give me the Colts Brian Hoyer revenge game
5: yeah give me the Colts in this one easy
7: I said that the Dolphins earlier were the worst team in the NFL, so that's why I'm picking them. They, uh, Whoa. Brian Hoyer, represent Michigan State, but I just I think the Colts win, but the Dolphins cover. Brian Hoyer, shout out to him for making a good
6: living for he really a guy. has. As so he, is Drew
7: Stanton, best yeah, job
6: in the world. Drew Stanton got drafted. Brian Hoyer undrafted well, free true. agent, yeah, making bank. Move to the 425 games as the Green Bay Packers. Welcome in the Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey. Panthers lane five points.
2: Christian McCaffrey is having an unprecedented year running the football. He is the best running back in the league. And because of that, the Panthers will cover. They might actually win this game. Give me the Panthers.
5: Is Nathan Stearns still oh, in studio? Oh, there he is. He's ready. <laughs> he was leading in. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan
1: Stearns, I need you to give me your pick. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Let give me, know. me Carolina, Get- baby. Give, there it is. Give me Carolina. I, Mike Pettin. every defense that Mike Petton runs out looks like the exact same carbon copy. There's no variety in it whatsoever. And I actually think that we line up a lot better against Green Bay than we do San Fran. Just because Green Bay looks good this year. But if it wasn't for Cleet, Bake, Cleet Blakeman having a personal vendetta <laughs> against the Lions, the Lions would have won. They have looked very, very beatable at times this year. And if Carolina wins, woohoo! Kyle Allen forever. That's it. Stearns and I are riding off into the
5: sunset on the Carolina Panthers. If
6: you didn't just hear that and decide not to take the Carolina Panthers, you have no hope. I
7: was going to take the Packers, and I was going to say, how much longer before Fig Newton comes (laughs) back, as Stearns loves to call Cam Newton. Uh, I'm going Panthers because Stearns sold me. You sold me, Stearns. Well done. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot I was moderating. Oh, my
6: Hell, goodness. Yeah. That's tough. That that You hate to see that happen. <laughs> the next 425 game, Pittsburgh Steelers welcome in the Los Angeles Rams. The Steelers are four-and-a-half point home dogs.
2: Oh, that's tough. This is a tough one. Uh, I think the Steelers will keep it close. I don't think they'll win, but they will cover at
7: home.
5: Yeah. Give me the Rams. Steelers do cover them.
7: I have the Rams covering. Like uh, it. I don't think the Steelers have enough offensive firepower to keep up with golf and them. Sunday night football tonight.
6: Dallas Cowboys welcomes in Kirk Cousins as the Cowboys are minus three and a half. Does Kirk Cousins win a big game on the road for once? I don't know. This game could end 45-44 or it could end
2: 5-4. to four. Oh, this is tough. I think the Cowboys are actually frauds. I don't know if the Vikings can do it, though. Give me the Vikings to cover. I won't give you a win. Give
7: me them to cover. Give me the Vikings to win. Kirk Cousins with a Joe Burrows-esque stat line. Cowboys by a touchdown. Dallas covers. I don't, I just, Cousins just hasn't proven that he can uh, do this you. on the I road, right? I hear you. No and shot. I, you yeah. gotta, there's Precedent no, I is so important. I, I love her
6: Cousins so much, but he is the equivalent of a guy who just can't get it done in the big moment. Just the equivalent. This is it. This is it right here. And by the way, I'm Joe Burrow's sat line, that's not even possible. Joe. The guy was 18 <laughs> for 23 TDs in the first half. I okay, it's. Get it. Alabama. Co- did you guys see Coach O post game? Oh, he yeah. awesome. crying. Love no. it. No, did you well, see what he said in the locker room? Yes. I can't yeah. say that on the air, yeah. but yeah. I'll tell you. I don't that's think a, that's gonna win you some recruits in the South. I
7: don't think yeah. that was 100%. meant for our ears, as the public though. Oh yeah, yeah. that that
6: players do for yeah. yeah. like, Come on, Monday. man. Yeah. yeah. Next that's game, tough. Monday night, probably the biggest game of the week too. Shout out the Monday Night Football for getting one good game yeah. on this year. So rare. San Francisco 49ers host the Seattle Seahawks, and the 49ers are six point favorites?
7: Again, this is a sucker line.
6: <laughs> the bookmakers are smart.
2: Mm, give me the Seahawks. Something's not right about that. I know they're undefeated. Something's not right about it. Though. I think the Seahawks will actually be a good test for the Niners. The Seahawks are sneaky a good team too. By the way, people
6: forget that they're actually a good team. Who, Seahawks? Yeah. I don't think people forget the Seahawks yeah. are a sneaky people, good team. People forget that.
2: Do Jimmy they? Geez. I don't think they do. Give me the Seahawks to cover. Give me the Seahawks
5: in this one. This is the game Jimmy G struggles in.
7: Like I was going to say about Monday night, it's like this is going to be the first Monday night since Detroit Green Bay that I'm actually going to watch. Same. Um, Give me the Hawks outright. Russell Wilson Wilson is the opposite of Kirk Cousins when it comes to playing well on the road and ruining people's dreams. So he's been doing it since his Wisconsin days, and I think he does it to Jimmy G and the Niners this Monday night.
6: I I will tell you as we end the picks here, Russell Wilson, that Michigan State 2011 Man. Big Ten championship That's, game. It's that was one of the best performances I've ever seen by a college quarterback. It was incredible. Incredible. Good pitch, though, guys. Can we do the uh, Lions game? Oh, I oh, forgot yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. right. Whoopsie. Should we? Should I cue the music back up? Get the music back up. <laughs> There we that go. That was
5: such a perfect fade out too. It was. I know. You can after do it the again. fade
6: in was so bad, I, but, you can do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a lot of pressure. I, that's why I wanted to do them first. I'm a forgetful human being. The Detroit Lions. This lines out all the way up to the Bears minus six and a half after Matthew Whoa. Stafford out with a back injury. Can the Bears score more than six points <laughs> <laughs> to cover this line? This
2: this this game is gonna be a race to six. The first team to score six will win. Um I'm so dejected that Matthew Stafford's mm. not playing. This team has ruined my life. Oh I want them to win. to win. They need to win. They need to win so bad, but they're not they're not gonna cover. Give me the Bears. I'm completely flip flopping what I said on the
7: Motown rundown. Wow. Give wow. me the Bears. Okay. Well, you didn't know about Stafford back then.
2: Exactly. He must be really hurt because they never miss his games.
7: Yeah, he's hurt. So the the, the Lions said doctors would not allow him to play. Yeah, fair enough. Jeez. Not good.
2: Give me the Bears.
6: give you the Bears. Give me so. the Bears.
7: It's sad. God, I want to I want to pick the Lions because Trubisky's not good. But the Lions have the thirty-first ranked defense in the NFL, and Jeff Driscoll's the quarterback today.
2: I kept calling him John Driscoll. Those are two
7: completely different people. So,
2: What did John Driscoll Hopkins do? Is he a serial killer?
6: What? I don't even know who that guy is. I'm
7: picking the bears.
6: Oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bach had to pick someone. Wait, John Driscoll? Wait, he's a murderer? Oh, no, no. He's in Zach Brown band.
0: Oh, oh. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally name, That's a
6: flip. I have my names mixed up. Sorry. I will say this. I didn't make any picks today. I love the Lions at six and a half. There's no way, no way that the Chicago Bears score more than 24 points today. And I actually don't hate Jeff Driskel. He's a competent backup. He's not your like. How do Jay- we know? Have you watched Louisiana Tech football in the last 10 years? <laughs> I love how Collins lit. I wish well, he was this was Florida, video. right? You can yeah, yeah. And then he with a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Collins
5: is like. <laughs> Have you watched Louisiana Tech? No, he, no the but
6: yeah, he played a like I a, should he was, Yeah. He was a backup last year in Cincinnati for Andy Dalton. He wasn't that bad. I'm just saying. He'll give them an opportunity to be in the game because Chicago's offense is so bad. The only
7: reason the Lions are ever in a game
6: is because of Stafford. That's – I don't disagree. I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Now the pits are done. Can I fade it out now? Go ahead. I'll pay attention to the fade.
5: Smooth.
2: Good so far. Good job. Good job, Collins. Well, I guess that's it, guys. That's it for today's episode of the Green and White Report. It's been a fun time. It always is. It's it been always fun. Is. It's been real. It's been fun.
7: What's the What's the line? It's, it's
2: been, been
5: real. It's been fun. It's been real fun.
7: Ah, uh, Is that a line?
2: It <laughs> is
5: a line. I've, heard it? I've heard it What before.
7: is it from? I don't know. I don't know if it's from
2: something. It's a thing that people just, say. I've,
5: it's a thing that, yeah, I've heard people right. say before.
6: Is someone logging in on my Hulu on my phone? What? Wait, what? The heck? First on? of all. Are you guys gonna get Disney Plus? No, a hundred percent for you sure are? because There's of no the doubt.
7: Star Wars stuff. the The original, The Mandalorian. Man, I gotta, I gotta have that. I
6: do have to watch that.
5: I'm in for the old stuff. Well, oh, I'm like here old for school the Marvel X-Men, yeah. and Spider-Man. Marvel Stop it, yeah. uh,
6: Old school X-Men, get out of my face, dude, yeah.
5: Are you telling me that 90s cartoon is not fire?
6: I did not watch that. I thought you were talking about like. Oh old, no, you no, not no. the movie.
5: We're talking the old school anime. Like I grew up on that stuff.
6: The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
2: That, yeah that's gotta, good have good. gotta have that good movies okay we'll wrap it up here today for the green and white report uh, for Julian Mitchell for Ryan Collins and every other human being that joined us today I am Ryan Rabinowitz thank you for joining us we will be here next Sunday and every Sunday 11 a.m this has been the green and white report.